Hey everybody, welcome back to another all new X's for show, your premier media response show. I'll get a better word than media. Uh, I'm Nico. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram. That's G-O-D-D-E-S-S. That's Nico Action. That's N-I-C-O-A-C-T-I-O-N. And uh, last night, uh, some drag queen saved my life. And I'm TK. You can find me all over social media at xnatexgrayx. And I guess that leaves me with Kevo. You can find me on the socials at Kevo Reilly, K-E-V-O-R-E-A-L-L-Y, or pulling the strings on these programs. And we have a very exciting one for y'all today. I am just, I am faggoting over the moon right now for this one. This is such an exciting episode because I never saw myself being a reality TV show person. I had some real gay feelings about uh, how I felt about the real world as a kid and road rules. I thought that the real world was the better show, but I figured that I would be more likely to get action traveling town to town if gay anthologies had taught me anything. But uh, I never saw myself getting into reality TV. And then I had a boyfriend or two who it's a complicated story, but in that gay incestuous way, I had a boyfriend or two who were super into project runway and they were like, watch it. And I was like, no. And now it is quite seriously my religion. It's my favorite TV show. I explain things in terms of project runway. So when Jonah was like, watch RuPaul's drag race, I was like, no, that's okay. And so then um, when TK was like, no, really watch RuPaul's drag race. I was like, but only if Keva will come with me. Yeah, I mean, and you know, it's it's funny because I sort of have felt the way about Project Runway. Um, I have also really felt the same way about Top Chef and just competitive reality TV in general. Just I'm just not super into it. Um, and I, ironically, the big thing that I've always been into is the real world, um, or that I was always into as a kid. Uh, that was my big reality TV show. I was very influenced by the first seven seasons of the real world um but i in 2015 had some close friends who were huge fans of drag race and i said you know i'm not really into it uh i haven't like done a lot of drag shows i wasn't really into drag when i was in new york it's just i don't think it's for me and it was one of those things where you know they played the best possible clip of a particular queen they showed us some very funny moments and then i met her (laughs) what's that have i met her yet yeah so the the first one was jinx and then it was alaska um and there you go they said you know we we've been watching these for 20 minutes and you've done nothing but laugh you have to watch the show now uh and then you know it was in the bag and now i have seen every season of drag race and i yeah when i met you guys i knew that you would really be the type that would respond to it but i also did not push on the we must watch it because i was the exact same guy and now uh me and this guy are having a little too much fun with drag race uh you know and- so- yeah, I really think it's one of those things where your entry point really is important. You saying that reminds me of a story of how Nico and I were first introduced. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. We were shown two specific episodes in the third season and found them uproariously funny. And, um, and, and that's how you get someone in. You guys showed us season five, which was, I still think, the perfect introduction season for us, especially with uh, how much Jinx's career has been taking off lately. And now this season, season 15, has I mean, been a wonderful, 
live season. Really, truly, very funny joke. Uh, this season has been a wonderful experience to be our first one live, for sure. And I'm famous you know, for my candor and ebb and flow. <laughs> Jonah and I were talking about how we're really glad that we didn't super push it last year. Uh, although I, I really think that when we eventually get there, you guys will just fall in love with Willow Pill and a bunch of the other queens. Too. I did last night. Yeah, exactly. Just in, in 30 seconds, you can see what it is about her that she's just so great. But, you Same know, cornbread. Yeah. Cornbread's fantastic. Mm. Uh, you know, Sasha's daughter, Carrie Colby, is uh, really good in that season. Uh, even though it's weird, uh, the situation with Maddie Morphosis, the first heterosexual queen to compete, uh, it's still interesting. There's, you know, it's one of those things where it's like there's still new stuff happening. But production has gone in a very specific direction since about season 11. I mean, you know, since COVID, obviously. And yeah. not all bad. Uh, but definitely not the vibe that I got into the, the current running seasons with. Uh, and that vibe I'm certain you guys would love. Like if, if, you know, if we could go back in time, I'd be like, let's watch season six together. Uh, but these last few, it's just kind of been a different thing. And season 15 really felt like a new direction that was born out of continuing to move forward but having such a large back catalog and such a uh a division of eras that there's now kind of a way to be meta contextual with the different eras and sort of bring them all together and you know use them as spices to flavor the whole thing and you know the you know, nature of how we came to Drag Race means Kevo and I have seen a bit less, but, you know, that's why we're bringing on people who have seen a whole lot more and know a whole lot better. But, you know, our our Drag Race sort of baptism has been really exciting. I've found myself, like, head over heels in love with some of these girls, and I have found myself, uh, hey, less? In, in love with uh, some oh, of these boys. Oh, yeah. There's that, too. Uh, Oh, some of these Look out here. if you are a hot drag queen or Brian Cox. Oh, there was another one the other day. I forget what it was, though. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think, like, you could literally do a super cut of all the times I'm super horny on this show, but then it's just showing all of our episodes. Yeah, yeah so, pretty much. It's just a clip yeah. from every episode. It's just, it is just the whole episode sometimes. So, um, I love a whole episode. So, uh, to quit, I want to... Uh, talk a little bit about what we're doing today because it's kind of a, a cool change for the show. We had a great time talking Super Mario Brothers. And we are really loving getting to talk a little bit more of the media that HTML used to deal with. So we're still doing comics weekly and you can always check out our comic broadcast. This past week it was on Friday. Next week it's going to be on Wednesday. Doing the books as they come out, kind of, sort of. Like they're going to be so hot off the press. I'm going to get ink on my hands. But we're also going to be taking a look at more and more media and our what we're kind of calling like little show Saturday and big show Sunday. But it's also like sometimes going to be a little bit backward. Right. We're breaking into more forms of media today. We're taking a look at RuPaul's Drag Race. Super exciting. Tomorrow, we're going to be taking a look at the sort of 
fate of the MCU, the past of the MCU, where it's all at, and get back to the roots of this show, HTML, uh, the partner show for X's for show. Then next week, we're going to be doing on Saturday, because uh, next week is an all streaming service weekend. It's super exciting. Saturday, we're going to be taking a look at two streamers, uh, beginning and an ending. We're going to be taking a look at the uh, the complete series of Jury Duty, which was amazing and a lot of fun. And then we're going to be taking a look at MMPR, the uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, uh, once and again, once and always, future. If it was just like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers one day at a time, uh, that would be it's the a Power Rangers a year in the life. It is a reference going back to Power Rangers in space. And the episode where Adam returns and uses his morpher, which was titled Once a Ranger, Always a Ranger. So it's the once title and always. Of the, Thank you. So it is once and always. Like once, it, it's just confusing because it's like once in future king. Like That's, That was the first thing I thought of. Well, yeah. And like, and once and again, like you said. Yeah. Seal, oh my God. Seal Award would make it even better. So then uh, we're going to look at a little bit of uh, the star stuff on sunday with the finale of mandalorian and the finale of picard and that's that but so okay star studded sunday Ooh, but now let's talk drag race because that's that's what we're here to do and i'm really excited about this uh we have an unusual format today we're going to talk about each queen in 90 seconds. So there's going to be like a timer running. And Kevo, I'm going to be like, oh, that's it, next queen. And you're going to have to change the image. And it's going to be, it's going to be quick oh, queens. I, I mean, I've got to, I'm going to excuse my phone and do a timer because, like, you know, it's like an abacus. But so now, okay. I want to also just sort of mention generally what makes a good queen, right? I'll admit. The hardest selling point for me originally on Drag Race was um, Girls Sing. Mm, interesting. Girls Sing. Girl Sing. Sing, girl, sing. Sing. And maybe it's just that I'm a performer. And so I'm like, sing. Um, but that also means that, like, TK's pointed out that sometimes what I... TK's pointed out that sometimes what I do is I connect more with the heart of the performer than the actual performance. I see what the song is meant to represent more than what the song is doing. And it it has meant some balance, but I think that might be why like the second Lucy got up there. Okay. I know her name is Lucy LaDuca, but I've decided that uh, she's got a little bit of Lucy DeLuca in her and she could be a, a tough old bitch from brooklyn i love her so much I, I i don't care um i think we're gonna get into it but i think that the victim edit on lucy was just so heavy but no nah, anytime mm-hmm. lucy wants to get loose i'm right here but and you know uh to keep it relatively quick it, it was heavy but this the star is aligned to change her her position in pop culture in a way that is uniquely what goes on with drag race fandom and you know she is now more poised than ever to just be an adored queen who is fun uh and that's really like three weeks ago it was like god she is rough so it's pretty crazy how it happens and and how quickly those things turn around yeah yeah 
Oh, and I think, you know, the thing that has me the most excited is Irene got this weird edit where it was like, up, oh, we're not giving you her. And I don't know what the situation was there, but like. She just the, lost. The producers wanted you to feel bad about it. And I did. <laughs> but then like, you know, there's that fact. I think Kevo booped my way, which was uh, 24, uh, 24 interviews for Irene compared to seven for Robin. And it's like, yeah, it's like in the twenties versus like in the tens. It's, it's way too. Robin's amazing. And Robin's stunning and Robin's intelligent and Robin's poised and clever. And like, I didn't get enough of that, but we saw it whenever Robin spoke. So it was like, there was some weird balance issues with how I saw the Queens because of how much I saw the Queens. And I I think something that also makes for a great queen is screen time. Well, and you know, the song of this year was Blame It on the Edit and RuPaul and the production staff. Really uh, brilliant job, although I, I like to think when I look around that nobody is fooled. But this idea, this line that they can keep pushing that like you can say it's the edit all you want, but you said the thing and we're just putting it on the show. If you have worked for a single second in film and television, you know how untrue that is and how fully possible it is to take a story where you know somebody goes and then my uncle said i don't like women and cut it into just a person saying i don't like women and no you know then you just i hope that gets cut into you just saying i don't like women i deserve it i I, oh no i put that on a yeah. Blame it on the edit, people. I, I I said I don't like women. It's done now. Wait, hold uh, on. I'll be mistress. <laughs> Just pop that chest. You're good to go. So, you know, I'm, at the end of the day, the edit is so incredibly powerful. There are moments where people absolutely get a villain edit, but then also have said and done things that are not, that are bullyish. Uh, that mm-hmm. are villainous. There are times that people do that because they want to make good television, and then they get sort of, uh, especially in early seasons, they don't really realize how uh, over the top the fandom can get. But you know, uh, you should blame it on the edit because the production staff and the editing team at this show have so much power and are so good at their jobs as they should be. That's what as makes for good be. TV. Yeah, but. Yeah, there is a very real possibility that you could not have been particularly villainous and you can be edited to be pretty villainous. And then then you get like the competitors just to, hey, Project Runway, anytime you guys want a Project Runway after show called like Threads or like you just want me to rub Christian Siriano's shoulders if he's tired, uh, whatever, uh, you know, I'm here. He's willing to work, people. I am. Uh that, Wendy that wasn't the horny category. That was a different category. Yeah, no, that was, he's things. just so brilliant. I just want to learn from him. Oh my that goodness. was the Mariah Carey category. Yeah, I just want to carry Mariah Carey's bags behind her. I don't know. Like, I want to have like conversations. And with yeah, Janet. and I would want to record with We Tori would do that for those. Christian too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Wendy Pepper was the villain of the first season of Project Runway. And she was such a villain. And she was like, seriously, she was insane. At like points, she would be like, don't you think? reacting to be me being cruel to you is a strategy and they're like no it's reacting to you being cruel and she's like that's a strategy i think you're very calculating 
She was okay. and now tragically she's passed away. And so that technically makes her Wendy Pepper's ghost. Or a ghost, ghost pepper. pepper. God damn it. Well, because and Pepper's ghost is an effect used in theme park attractions to create silhouettes and projection. So it's just all around uh, a really good pun, but you know, truly, you know, so sorry to her family. But she kind of reveled in being the villain of the edit. She loved her villain edit. She was like, "Yeah, I'm the bitch of Project Runway. What are you gonna do?" Meanwhile, Jay McCarroll's over there being like, "I came in to be the bitch, and somebody got in my way." How am I the nice one? And then Karasan just out there getting $5 shoe receipts. And, you know, you guys will get to this one eventually, but uh, Gia Gunn, when she returns for All Stars, has a hard... Super idiot? Uh, very over-the-top season sixer. Uh, she was the one who was like, I don't sew. I uh, should probably did say that, but uh, she's the one who keeps saying absolutely. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, this is you know, this is how early on we are viewing audience. Um, Gia comes back for a season of All Stars and hard villain edit that she leans into because she just wants to make good reality TV and have good screen time so she really it's it's so over the top that you can't really even be like oh that's mean because it's just so calculated and at times like ham-fisted uh but it leads to these moments where she's just said something hilarious and yet uh very very shady but she wanted the screen time and you know she talks about how she was like uh she was trying to get the the queen that she whatever queen she was shading at the time to be like fight with me because then you're gonna get more screen time too so there That's is a way like, to own it i in preparation for the finale rewatched the entire season uh i watched the entire first 13 episodes on wednesday which was an experience. Mm -hmm. um, but going back uh, and rewatching the first episode, especially when uh, it was Mistress and Irene uh, sniping at each other, especially, and everyone thinking that they were enemies, and Mistress being like, I just keep expecting these other girls to snipe back at me, and they don't. And Mistress, especially as a competitor this season, felt like someone who was very aware of how you get screen time. And I think that's where a lot of her more pedantic drama even probably came from was not even real genuine pedantry, but like, if I kick some dirt, I'll be on screen and they'll put it on air. And that's, that's the game. It is a game show and that's how you play the game show. It's to win. And on top of that, the, you know, there is a tradition of reading and shade and an understanding that you can cut, you can roast, you can cut pretty hard and still love somebody. And there is a constant balancing act because some people uh, come from deep, strong drag traditions and drag families where you can say something really horrible, but the people around you know that like that you've taken the time to think about them and find the funny, horrible thing to say means that you love them and that you're family. And then yeah. there are especially a lot of younger queens and queens that like become social media queens who 
just think it is mean. They don't have a lot of other drag influences. And, you know, they're not necessarily wrong. And it is perfectly acceptable to be somebody who says, like, that hurts my feelings. Please don't. Uh, It's this constant balancing act because people will clap back when you say, please don't. And at the same time, those queens that say their feelings are hurt, I do think sometimes really miss how much things are being said in a jest that is part of the tradition and it's just really fascinating to see in these later years as a whole generation of you know queens who grew up with this show become old enough to compete how the traditions are changing and expanding and there aren't any right answers nobody's always doing the right thing nobody's always doing the wrong thing but it is really fascinating to watch I think it also speaks a lot to how just queer culture has changed over the last 10 to 50 years where I'm sure a lot of shade and and that culture also came from if we say it to each other first, yes. it is our joke. Yes. Whereas now it is acceptable to tell people, hey, you can't call someone a faggot. You can't say this. You can't bully this person anymore. And so we're having a lot more kids growing up without the bullying culture that even we grew up on, but so much worse before and before. Um, And so it isn't really the same thing because it isn't really required in the same way either. You don't need to build the same armor as you used to because you don't really get the same attacks that you used to. So it's, you know, it's like you said, there there isn't really a right or wrong answer on it. Um, But it is interesting to note and something to be aware of the way that Uh, The way that we interact with each other, the way that we interact with the world uh, continues to change so much in so many ways. And, you know, it's something that I actually had a really hard time with with drag. I struggled. It. I don't like meanness because I feel like the meanness that I've always had in me has been rightfully corrected. And the first time I heard the unbelievable Bianca Del Rio... I was like, shut your wicked mouth. And okay, he is so beautiful. And so I maybe gave him another second. And now I'm obsessed. I think he's amazing. And it's because the way he's mean, there's clear affection. And it's like, it's fascinating how the orientation of the cruelty kind of affects the understanding of it. But one of the things that I really love the most about having come to understand like reading culture and burn culture, when you do it right, the thing it gets from the person is a laugh. Mm-hmm. And that is the best reading. Yep. Nothing makes me happier than, I'm going to say it again, watching the beautiful Lucy LaDuca laugh at getting roasted. I, I love that. And I think it's also a matter of, I even, I, I remember watching that first episode with Bianca as well. And the difference in terms of, you know, what made me okay with it and what doesn't is, I believe if I'm not mistaken, she immediately helped that person sew their freaking garment. Like yeah, if not that person. She, if not that exact person, she digs in and helps someone, and she is still an incredibly helpful, kind person. And that, to me, is what I love to see more of. Um, it's one thing to be shady, but it's one thing to be shady and then also be kind of a cutthroat competitor. Then you're just kind of a, then you're just kind of a jerk, and I don't care for that. 
And that had been what I was afraid of a lot too. Absolutely. And um, speaking of cutthroat jerk for a second, I feel so bad um, because I completely forgot that when we originally tried to get this episode together, one of the things that we had sought to do was we had sought to have the incomparable and incredible Demanda Martini appear on the show. And uh, one of the things that happened was in learning how to schedule this show and learning what we want this show to be, we uh, actually kind of lost track of reschedulings. And so the original time and date this episode was supposed to air, Demanda could not make it because the incredible Demanda is never just sitting around. She's got bookings, dear. And uh, so, but when the schedule moved, we never had the opportunity to re-engage with her and see if she would be available. But we did say that we are fans of, especially in this unforgivable time where drag queens who are only seeking to make art, make people happy, bring kindness, beauty to the world. And sometimes if they're Adore Delano, basically be the human embodiment of Ray's cigarette um but i i just but she might be one of the best like in terms of quality of tone one of the best vocalists i have ever seen on any reality show like yeah she's maybe not the best talent like she's not the most talented technically but the quality of her tone is something that you can't even possibly learn from a vocal trainer ever and again, are we making fun? Yes. But do we also love her? Like, yeah, That's I also amazing. love doing the pheromone. Oh, like it's <laughs> it's silly and sweet and fun. And it's so much better than we thought. Well, so speaking of silly and fun and uh, amazing. And if you want to go see a silly, fun, amazing time full of incredible art, brilliant performances and some rather recognizable, unbelievable drag queens. You guys can check out Demanda, the unbelievable, uh, alongside the amazing Dax, who has, of course, been on RuPaul's Drag Race. That's our um, next season that we're watching with you guys. I'm so Wow. Funny. Now, this is going to be this amazing X-Men-themed drag show and queer dance party is going to be at the Get Down on May 20th. It's going to be incredible. You definitely want to check that out. And if you're interested in seeing Demanda, all of these appearances are in the DMV, right? They're in the DC Metro, Virginia area, Maryland, right? That whole situation. Delmarva. 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 <laughs> Steven Universe. And Demanda Martini, uh, a great lover of uh, all things nerd and cool. Um, so you can check her out at any of these amazing performances. And if you like these performers, check out their social media. Please give them a follow. Uh, Demanda can be found at Demanda Martini, uh, just like it says on all of her amazing materials here. Please do check her out. She's brilliant. And uh, speaking of, please do check him out. He's brilliant. Uh, and maybe I just, maybe I'm just biased because, you know, he's my pup. But uh we have a voice joining us and uh he is the first and foremost voice that uh 
threatened to violently shake me to get me into drag. And I think he's been surprised by some of the queens that I have been boners over. But uh, can you bring him in really quick? Because I just need him in the room when I say this. From the moment she appeared on screen, everyone in this room can back me up. I looked at Valentina and I said, she is the most evil, untrustable bitch you have ever seen. I yes, cannot stand her. She is literally pure evil. Yes, and he did. The, Keva was like, you need to calm down. And you did need to calm down. And Jonah wouldn't say a word. And when we got to Mask Gate, I don't know that I, I, I lost my voice from how hard I screamed. I no. literally, I was in my screaming era. Yeah. Yeah, that one broke you a little bit. I was, I was, I, days, Jonah for days. So, hey, kid, hey, kiddo, say hey. Hey, everyone. <laughs> and props to Jonah for being my steadfast partner in crime in demanding oh. that we uh, make this watch happen and uh, helping me steward these two lovely gentlemen through their drag race uh, birth era. canal. The, dra the, the drag race era, era. era, um, era. Yeah, drag race I, era. Special shout out to TK for someone that, because I, I watch, I, I have been showing some of my friends drag race seasons and it's always fun when I get to watch with them. So I'm not, if they ever see this, I'm not damaging that. <laughs> um, but it is different when it's queer people watching this queer art show and queer art talent, you know, program. And like, you kind of just, you like, you, it's a different level of understanding is what it is. And the joy on your face when I react to a song that they use. Yeah. Um, and and the fact that I have, you know, I had TK to bounce off of to talk about my love of the show that I didn't, t literally never spoken to anybody about before, <laughs> in person at least. And the fact that I now get to share it with them, uh, these two lovely guys. Oh, nope. <laughs> I literally had a conversation where I was like, I need yeah. to always be in the same spot so that I can point in the right way. We gotta lock it down so everybody knows precisely where to point. I didn't realize my, my camera was mirrored. <laughs> I had to write my mirror message. Now, I believe we have another voice joining us, and yes, we're going to wait. We'll be here shortly. <laughs> we're going to wait to launch our Every Queen in 90 Seconds till we have our, our next voice. But, like, Deal. I do want to ask Jonah, you, and TK, you, a little something about the season that I would be curious if you guys would want to try doing uh, going forward. We have developed a program we call bracketeering uh, like they do in Milan. And, and I'm really excited to uh, continue on in my drag delusion because, and no one cares about Lotus. I would be really interested in doing a, and Oh, also real quick, just to, just to, uh, this is an original mix of Goddess uh, mm. just for Sasha Colby because she, oh my God, I, every, yes, every we love her. I, I mean, there were literally performances where I was howling and saying it's like the best art I've ever seen in my life. And just, I had to immediately uh, pay tribute to a goddess. And you um, nailed it, frankly. This is, uh, this is, this is banging. Uh, but so would you guys be curious and interested in doing an actual RuPaul's Drag Race March Madness bracket. Like for the oh. next season or for this one? For the next season. Yeah. Like we're straight football men. Oh. Like straight football men. Well, March Madness is basketball. <laughs> I, yeah, it's I don't think Kevo cares. you're straight. Okay. 
Okay, Jonah over that it's, here. I'm Mr. Final Sports Fantasy Boy. Sports. That's all I know. Yeah. I, I just found out I have I had a gay uncle, a distant uncle who used to live in a ranch in Texas, and he and his part, his best friend, used to raise dogs. <laughs> Lesbians. So, I think it'd be a lot of fun you. to uh, out how we think the season's gonna go, and uh, yeah, whoever's closest gets. Uh, the golden glove to mirror the golden boot. So in this case, would we be, so I, I can imagine doing two things. One, uh, taking all previous Queens and putting together a bracket of like the best of the best and who would complete compete out of a, uh, a 16 of all the queens ever or if we were to go next season we just go on look alone and say you know who we think will be the bottom two first time around second time around and how we get to the end oh i only wish we could know the challenges in advance because then we could be like you know oh yeah because like you know we're gonna go in and be like this bitch right here she's the new sasha colby and then she's going to be like, also, can Sasha Colby please have a drag king's son, Colby Jack? But look how much we were all like, oh, my God, Irene. Irene is yeah. the queen of this yeah. season. And I was, clearly the editors thought so, too. I but was nope. certain until she walked away that it was going to happen. I thought she yeah. was going to come back. I really thought there was going to be a yeah. twist if she was going to come back. Me, too. Because they have done that. You know, they, a lot of the previous seasons have had an element of like even getting fully eliminated and walking out and still coming back to like restart yeah. the season. So uh, I do want to point out that speaking of people who are coming in to start the season. Yes. I believe we have our uh, our final delusionist. We sure our, do. Our final goddess, our final drag delusion, uh, fashion giver, and none for Lotus Goodbye. Um, <laughs> Jake Tay, good dance though. Come play. Oh, hello. Oh, hey. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Jake Tay, you stay. How are we all doing? Yeah, we're good. Uh, How are you? Oh, here, present, accounted for. Really, really happy about yeah. the uh, outcomes. Yeah, I am too. Uh, I'm pretty excited. So, okay. I know you weren't here for part of it, but we have a couple of games today. <laughs> We're going to talk about each queen in order of elimination in 90 seconds or less. So, and by or less, I mean, it's going to be 90 seconds on the, it's right what is with some of these images? I just want to be like, some of your straight sonas are actually repressive. Yeah. Like, I, I actually wonder where this image specifically came from. And if all of these are just grabbed from their instas slash I would like, imagine yes, so. they are. headshots. Yeah. Most likely a fan was like, this is what everybody had a drag. Yeah. And then, Goodness wait, gracious. Some of them are st- Stunning, stunning men. And like, nobody's like, that's oh, a great man, shot of Marsha. Such a bad look. Like, you know, I'm not coming for anybody. It's just like, some of these are not the photos that these men, even if they are very clearly handsome in the photos in this male presentation of themselves, these are not the photos they would want. But like, and I, I, mistress. Like, nearly had it. <laughs> every guy I've ever dated looks just like Mistress. I have no idea yep. what to say about this. Yeah. I literally, that's Marco. That is half of my exes right there. No shit. Like every guy I ever dated looked. Princess Poppy looks like Joe Goldberg from you. 
Like, what's that about? Um, Selena out of drag. Boy, you could get it. I, I don't know why I'm playing this game. But anyway, we're going to do uh, the Drag Queens in 90s. That's a different game. <laughs> <laughs> we already pointed out that if you did a, a Nico horny edit, it's just the whole episode. Yeah, it's um, just every episode has a horny. Yeah. Um, all right. So we need a horny horn for you. Ooh, like a wah, wah. Nico's running the episode. Um, I have I have something like that. I've got the. Oh, oh my god! That sounds like dong it. alert, though. That's a sproing <laughs> if ever I heard one. It's from Super Mario World. Oh, oh yes, yes right. she is. I'm gonna set my timer to 90 okay. seconds, All and right. Kevo, you're gonna put the image up. Oh, you're timing it. Okay, great. Good for me. Good for you. You just gotta do the image, handsome. Everybody, yeah, I'm good. I'm done. Uh, so, and mostly Jonah and Jake, who have had the least opportunity, but just get in there. Say, yep. say your piece. Talk these girls. Don't forget, though, we will also be discussing each queen somewhat more in depth once we get to the bracketeering, because yes. we will want to be talking about their weaknesses and strengths in whatever battle they will be in against each other. So this is just quick 90-second thoughts, knowing we're going to be going a little bit deeper once they once we throw them in the cage together. And I need to be clear that the battles are things like first person in the Dust Bowl, second person in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea who survives. So yeah, like, I they are, read the questions. I'm so excited. They are. The, the questions are uh, very unhinged. Oh. So we will be going deep, but laterally. So if you want to get to standard deep points, this will probably be your best bet. God, Mr. So fucking handsome. What the fuck? <laughs> You know, honestly, it's just a, a real shot. quick aside, I really do feel like confessionals do not do any queen any favors. And no, no, it always no, blows my mind. Option. Yeah. No, and we might as well on that point be starting at the very beginning with this confessional look here. Right. I'm hitting start. <laughs> Go. Uh, I never got it. Oh, Sorry. I, I completely got it. I mean, I just, I got it's unfortunate it. because I think had she been able to stay, she would have been such a strong competitor uh i got it i love it her drag sister is one of my favorite drag queens um uh, i i i love bosco i love bosco so yes, much yes bosco's um, great so I, I i got it i love it uh very excited to see her on a future all-stars probably the first eliminated with one of the best packages ever seen one of the yep. most like yeah. complete packages for a first elimination but if you didn't follow her, how would you know? I mean, all I got was yeah. she went after the young queen who didn't have quite a 40-inch wig and, like, went hard for that. You and, and like, me, handsome. Is that the best yeah. hill to die on on the first episode? The is first day. It did kill yep. her. It did, exactly. That's what I'm saying. She died on that hill, and I, I didn't follow her after that. Sorry. Sorry. I do love her corrupted like a, magical girl look though yeah. she always kind of reads like a corrupted magical girl yeah. meets robin konnichiwa yeah and for someone love... who could have good for someone who could have been... been the star who was cut so early on i feel like she was ultimately a lot more gracious than i would have expected she could have gone yes. real unhinged. not a bitter pill at all no. like stunning uh... finale look not I as sure she, she could have been I think okay. she really would have brought the balance in terms of traditional. Traditional. I believe in the timer. I will yeah. shut it's myself up mid, mid-syllable. Right. I that thought entirely. And uh, here it Princess is. Poppy, sleeper hit for probably one of the funniest and smartest queens. Yeah. Um, uh, 
I I genuinely think a lot of what she references and what she wants to do, yeah. I really understand it. I get the comedy, I get the humor. Um, I don't know if it always will translate to things like Drag Race, but really fun time gal that I would love to see in like a comedy show of some sort. I say, I feel really bad, but I want to watch his sitcom, not his drag. Yeah, like, I don't even want to watch sitcom. Him. I want to watch his drag written sitcom, but I'm more interested in his writing yep. than I am in his performance. I don't find I'm homophobic as funny as other people do, though. So Me that's either. part of where I'm coming from on this one. But what? I did find I'm quitting drag. You're welcome. <laughs> Very funny. And, and her drag performance as one of the cast members of Melrose Place, I guess, in the finale was also really uh, good. This is a uh, reference that's, uh, to that's season one. There was a contestant okay. where Rebecca Glasscock walked in in this exact outfit. And it is a reference to that, and it is the best reference. Was she doing it's Padmalakshmi costume? The, yeah. We're in the reference a big era. Part of the reference is that um, it was just such a different show back then. It like was, that was drag back it, then. It was. It was drag. Drag was the t-shirt and the jean and the nice shoe. Yeah, this well, was drag. I just want to say that not Amethyst up here did a great job. <laughs> her this talent again, was the, amazing. The, the, the she was curse, funny. The curse of being one of these early eliminated queens is if you don't if you don't follow them off the show. Yeah. Then who who is she though? And like yeah, she had that really great. Uh, and we're done. Arm warm. <laughs> arm warm. We're going yeah. on an arm arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I have to. It's so I have good. to refresh the page to be able to scroll. Hold on. Sorry. It's okay. Who we got next? We got Sugar. I'm hitting play on this one, and I'm just gonna dive in. You know oh, what? God. I've never <sighs> seen two people with a better sense of humor about themselves. Yeah. I don't know when they picked it up, but truly, uh, to add to say something I've added to my repertoire, you have a blessed day because I am going to as well. They're yeah, just I mean, so young. They are they are very young. They are the worst, but they know they're <laughs> the worst, and nobody who is yes. the worst knows they're the worst. So Which that helps a lot. Well, this well, is yes. this is a great thing about these 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 queens who were brought up on these internets is that like they've they've been the comment section. They learned how to withstand the comment section. Their whole life is now. I don't care about the comments. Like oh, I'll do me. I've heard it all before. I've said it all before. So you know you can't take me down. And I I do respect that. I don't know that I love the drag look, but I respect the attitude. Um, yeah. And from what all the queens have talked about, that the twins are literally some of the biggest drag supporters they're the yeah. nicest people they mm -hmm. have such a great brand they know what they're doing they know what Everything. they're trying to sell yeah. they know their shtick they know their canned bits they they know exactly what they're doing they are some of the smartest marketing queens i think mm -hmm. we've seen and especially great for some people mm -hmm. so young it's like good you know, for them their uh sugar snatch game was bad so like there is a degree to which i used to love sugar snatch <laughs> There is a degree to which sometimes, yeah. like, the product is just bad. Okay, and you're done. <laughs> I'm glad that's the note we ended on, because we said so many nice things, but I do think they needed that read. I didn't get to go. Sugar's the hot one. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know what, Amethyst? I didn't know Andy Samberg did drag. I did, and I did not realize I it was so think. ugly. <laughs> Who this is reminding me of? Is it Noah Galvin? I think it's Noah Galvin, no, actually. I I'm, a pale I'm Noah Galvin. I actually do find him very handsome, both in uh, out of drag, and I think he is very beautiful in drag. It's that he reads like Tim Hunter from the Books of Magic, trying <laughs> to do drag, and I just can't take oh, it seriously. 
Oh, it's it's half the time I find him very funny like this, but then half the time Brilliant. it's this, and I don't even know Not what Pan Mom is. <laughs> I didn't find it funny, and like so, yeah, I don't know. She and just then hears him as a Buffy needs a little more improv experience. I yep. think. I think she's got a lot of okay. great foundation, a lot of a lot of good stuff in her in her core foundation. She's just got to grow. She's Lots still, of natural yeah. talent, but yeah. she is not very well trained and not yeah. experienced. Yeah, uh, incredible it, timing. Yeah, yeah. Um, like that's all. That's all the natural stuff. It's now you got to go get a teacher and somebody who will tell you like you have to go beyond just having natural talent. Mm -hmm. Okay, Jonah, go. Um, I think she's really funny. I'm looking forward to seeing her blossom and evolve. And really, once she gets you know the money from being on Drag Race, the the beautiful package, the the better you know outfits, everything. She has what she needs to be a successful entertainer already, which is the personality and the, the you know the entertainment chops, which is great. Um, just you know everything else could always just be amped I'd, up. I'd pair her with Poppy in terms of shows. I would love to see what they could come up with together. Oh, yeah. All right, next. They were sat next to each next. other in the finale. Yeah, I noticed that. Uh, we got Robin Fierce. Hey, girl. Oh, Why do you keep doing so this? I felt bad that the storyline for her and Amethyst was we used to date, and that was so much of like, the, I mean, like Robin's Both of them looks are like, why? On. Yeah, it's, it's, I like Robin's looks a lot. Um, Robin had a beautiful presence and air and some great looks and everything. She was very dull and it felt like she was so tight and controlled and so needed to be this one specific image of herself that she could not let loose. Ah, my queen! And therefore, we just never got a side that I really was compelled by. And I think that she and Marsha served similar energy functions in yeah. the cast and either Marsha could have gone home earlier or she could have and like but i i don't i they're both wonderful and great performers but i don't think either of them were necessarily cut out to make it to the final four anyway yeah. it was just you know i just wish that like the first eight oh my god i just wish that the first eight queens eliminated um go into a secondary competition called yeah. uh you know like and Miss that it wasn't a lala perusa like yeah, Miss Bridesmaid or like Miss yeah. Runner Up, something that's like you didn't win the real crown, but girl, we're not done seeing your amazingness yet because each one of these women, like, it sounds so dumb. They they changed my life, and Robin was one of them. I, I forgot we were on a timer. I'm sorry. I just wish that we got to see a little bit more of her. I feel bad that she was, yeah. you know, victim of the very invisible edit. You know, there's a lot of queens. I'm sorry, and you're done. I'm sorry. That's not a bad thing to end on for her. Yeah. I forgot we were on a timer. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Aura. We got Aura Mayari. Oh, I said TK go off. I mean, you know, if trying to have muscles were a personality, I'd be much more successful, Aura. <laughs> I've been doing this longer. Trust if me. To, yeah. If trying to have muscles were a personality, uh, I would have one. Right. This yeah. I, The most beautiful dude. I really feel it. I, I can't stop. Anyway. Um, Dance is great. Yes. Uh, and I love these fan. Dances. Clearly some talent. Well, uh, the and they do they are from Na uh, he is from Nashville she is from Nashville um, so I really respect yeah. that they kind of have to be at the forefront of this stuff and have been one uh, of but, the many people this season where this was their weakness yeah oh Sash my god games have I been thought, rough the past few I years thought honestly. that was Momer Valderrama <laughs> <laughs> okay Jonah go um or uh uh, great entertainer, great dancer. I'm sure a live show would be one of the most amazing things. Has a mm. uh, really great makeup skills. Obviously, very gorgeous. Um, knows exactly what she wants to do. What it looks like. Uh, personality. 
I think got a weird edit of being very cocky, but mm -hmm. when you like actually get to know her, she's it seems a little, she's a little bit more reserved and actually nervous, mm -hmm. um, kind of person. I think maybe that might have been a little bit more endearing if we got to see that side of her on the show a little bit more. Um, great queen. Um, yeah, I, I, take us home. You take us home. Jake us home. Oh, Jake us home. Jake us home. Oh, oh, you know, I, I, I actually really agree with what Jonah said. You know, my, my read of her with the edit was that she, you know, kept talking a big game and never showing up with it. Um, okay, we're yeah. done. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Someone talk first. That is me. Jake, do you ever, did you ever see how she reminds you so much of Kyle? No, I think okay. that was you. Never mind. Okay. I love you. Um, Jake first. I think it's awesome to do that. Oh, love, 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 and got eliminated way too soon. I could have watched Jax like all through the end. Although I, I, and while well, I love her, I know she's not top four material. But this was really exciting to see this queen early on her journey. Funny, great dancer, working on those makeup skills, girl. Um, I'm so excited to see her in All Stars to like win in All Stars down the line. Uh, somebody who's got a lot of talent, one of the best dancers, one of the best entertainers, movers, uh, her flexibility, her movements are some of the cleanest I've ever seen on anybody moving. Like the way she could kick up from, from heels, from a high heel to stand, it's great. Um, I also love and respect. She said after the show ended, she threw everything out and said, we're starting from scratch. We're going to do this. And ever since then, I think she's continuing to show growth and really pushing herself in what she wants to do for drag. And, you know. I'm excited for her future. I like that she's a thick girl. I really love that. Like she's muscular and powerful, but she's yeah. like it's body muscle positive thick. muscle power and tiny yeah. and it tiny. Really yeah, tiny. everything about her. She's so high energy. I just love her. I, I, you guys said all the nice things, so I can tell. <laughs> uh, you know the the talent. It's another one. So much raw talent. A lot of training needed. A lot of uh, cutting loose. Kevo finishes out. Some of the outfits, not great. Need some work on that. I get what she was going for, but they look a little preschool. Uh, I next? love having the I love having nice. the timer, to be honest. Okay, best seat filler in the entire world. They oh kept sitting gosh. the face next to sugar and spice, so this was just hysterical. I just kept being like, I'm bored. Put me in the shot. Hi, guys. Amazing. Wait. Spice was Miley, but sugar went home first. Yeah. Yes. Makes no sense to I me. I agree. I do Spice not think. This is so much worse. I do not think this the was... Trisha Paytas was worse than the, I think the Miley was worse. Is... Oh my God. So much worse. Oh, were sugar and Spice twins? Everything, everything you say about uh, sugar applies to spice. Even yeah. I personally like spices aesthetic. Just, just, a, just a hair more. Just, just a, a hair. hair um, and I keep saying this, and I said it last night. And I'll say it again. The fact that they never did a parent trap moment, I, I will never forgive them. N or never Olsen did twins. anything twinned. Yes, thank uh, you. Nothing uh, ever. You know, uh, I think spice ends up getting the better aesthetic, but it doesn't work if a sugar doesn't also exist right next to yes. her at all times. Yeah, yes. well, designed the aesthetic together, so it's really right. just it's really just a split. It's it's it's. I like I, I completely agree with that comment, and I, I, I couldn't have said it better, TK. Uh, but it's funny because Spice needs sugar to live. <laughs> Spice cannot yeah. get out of bed and survive without sugar. And I it's there's something endearing about that, man. Uh, she's great. I don't know I how just, she's lasted this long. I just want to know what Disney surplus store they got all their wigs from. That's some Truly. cast member bullshit right Truly. there. Okay, <laughs> yeah, but it looks good, there's, though. 
Okay. While I'm transitioning slides, there's this cast photo, and it's got Sugar and Spice in their like dress down outfits, and Sp and Sugar is the one who's like wearing a tank top and looking all like buff, and Sugar and Spice looks all like in a hoodie and folded out on herself, and so it's just it's fascinating the way these things work. The dynamics, out. man. All right, I'm hitting play. Now, next date. The next Malaysia, date. Malaysia, baby doll, fox. I really Top like eight. Malaysia. Actually, I was pro Malaysia the whole season. She let me down a few times with some of her behaviors, but uh, I, I'm very positive on her performance. I really liked her. I thought she was talented. Great Incredible. to see the furry community represented. That was I mean, I, I think that should be her brand. These ears, they're so adorable. Yes. That uh, it's, I think it's great branding. Um, one of the an amazing makeup artist. I know that's what she does for a living, so it's obviously very clear. Uh, we can see the work. Um, what, surprisingly, I didn't expect this from her. Great actress. She was really funny in the acting challenge. Yeah. That they had to do. Yeah. Um, so I'm. Uh, she's another one. I'm excited to see where she'll go. I'm excited to see her. You know, next season as handing off the reins of congeniality. Put her on poppy favorite. For me, uh, I never connected with Malaysia. I feel like a lot of it was the fault of the show, but I don't think she yeah. fared well on the show. I don't think I could see the talent was there, but I didn't get to experience a lot of it on the show. And I don't think it was because she doesn't have it. Guys, there's like 17 seconds. Oof. Oh, really? Uh, not super say. surprised that she okay. got congeniality. And I think I the fact that we have so little to say even speaks to congeniality. Yeah. Because congeniality is a consensus vote, Done. not necessarily <laughs> the actual congeniality. Yeah, so I, mean, I think that really spoke to it. She was real sensitive. She was very sensitive. Mm. Big sensey baby. All right. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Marsha, Marsha. Uh, unhumanly handsome, unbelievably beautiful. Um, Kind of three note, but that Tim Gunn impression. Speaking of my Project Runway fetish, uh, I like her, but she's not like the top of my list. But girl, get that cosmetic line. Yeah, I mean That's one half of one of the best lip syncs the show has ever seen. Ever? Oh yeah, truly. The, the most amazing prop to jump over. I was about to say ever. the best ottoman in history. <laughs> you know, there is something deeply uh, disgusting and a thumbs up way about somebody whose entire brand was you don't wear enough makeup and your makeup's not very good to completely unironically leave the show and be like, I'm starting a makeup line. And it's not even like a makeup line for girls who are just beginning. It's like, why wouldn't I do that? I'm the expert. That's <laughs> gross. And I want to be like that. Well, and like it also, it, it kind of brings to me. It brings to mind to me like the whole Derek Barry yep. problem. Like, yep. she never got clocked on that. She yep. never got clocked on her makeup in a big enough way for me through the season. Like, where are her brows? I can see early on, and then never again. It's like the first two to three episodes max, and then they really let up on her. But she didn't get better. Nope. She didn't get better. They just and stopped I, bringing it up. I can yep. see her eyebrows. I, I'm like, no, I don't want to see her eyebrows. I want to see fake brows. Jonah, go. Uh, I, I'm going to be very positive. I love Marsha. She's queen after my own heart. I love the Broadway queens. Um, okay. Phenomenal yes. dancer. I would love to go see her live in a show. Love it. Yes. would love that too. Me too. Selena. This is probably one of the most charismatic queens I think we've I had on the show. She seems like a bundle of joy and light. And like she's just having so much fun. Really great entertainer. Gave us a, the unironic lip sync assassin of the season. If we're going to have to give it to somebody. True. The, 
she has some of the best lip sync. She did really, you know, she brought what she brought and she did what she did. And I I enjoy this queen. We literally say find your light to each other All the several time. times a day. All the time. I will also say uh, most polarizing in a lot of ways because, I, Jonah, I agree with you, but sometimes I feel like I'm going crazy because I see so many commentaries just saying how terrible she was and how much people didn't like her. And I just adored her. I connected with her so Same. much. As a Latino um, well, that nobody takes seriously as a Latino, I really fucking, yeah, I, I felt like nobody was saying that I wasn't Latin for a second. And I think it's stuff like this, though. I think she was also very brash and very yeah. crass at mm-hmm. times. And I think that that can rub people the wrong way. I did yep. not enjoy rewatching this Snatch game. There were very few performers that I enjoyed from it, yeah, which is very no, disappointing. For a double game. Snatch game. For a double, there should be more. And this yeah. was she 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 tried to take a lot of camera time with yeah. this birth scene. Well she's she was who's so sensitive and so bristly when 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 someone tries to like, you know, poke her but not in an unfriendly way, but in like a we're in this competition together kind of way. And we're I done. I... And it can be a lot. I get you. All right, next. Here we Fine. go. Oh, God. Okay, I don't even care. I love Lucy. I was super hardcore for Lucy. Uh, I did not always love how she was treated, uh, but I do think that it was, you know, specifically cut. Uh, I thought she was great. Love you, Lucy. Love you. Love you. Love you. She won in the end, man. Uh, she did. That song is bangers for her. Huge highs, huge lows. Uh, she Wait. owned up to basically all of it, more than I ever expected she would. Came out the other side looking pretty great, and I'm excited to see what she does next. We this were saying, what, well, God. Oh, I was saying this is this is one of those really interesting stories where someone got like a what I don't think was the most sympathetic edit, but yeah. really has kind of turned that around. And she took that critique of generic and flipped <laughs> it on its head with that finale look. Oh my God, that was an amazing finale look. Uh, yeah, I love, Lu- I love Lucy. Ha <laughs> um, Great. I love. I love uh, personally her drag aesthetic. I love that she loves. You know huge breasts and like a cinch tiny waist mm-hmm. it's is you know it, it's very pretty classic high-level. look yes mm-hmm. very exa- exaggerated really love that um very funny it seems like somebody who like go to their shows go to their live shows would be i uh, give them give them the mic for an hour i'm sure they'll do amazing uh really excited to see what she'll bring for the future absolutely I still just am not clear how delusional she is, like, <laughs> on the regular, how much is in the moment, and oh. how much is for play. Also, one of, especially in recent years, one of the best Snatch games. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. What so yeah. yeah. end on Lucy yep. for. Yep. Yep. That's how yep. I want my Lucy LaDuca remember. So, I gotta ask, how are you sorting through Lux and Mistress for who was eliminated? Oh, no <laughs> oh. I'm making my statement. That, that is fashion for the person who so specifically has such specific requirements for placement. Here you go. Uh, you know, I think it's really funny that uh, her song is basically just Santino Rice running around the room going, it's just fashion. It's just fashion. From the Relax, second season of Project fashion. Runway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she rubbed me the wrong way several times with her personality, but I wasn't here to judge her personality in terms of like winning. Um, I judged her personality for personal reasons, but uh, her performances were incredible. Yes. For, 
Please go, Jake. Oh, sorry. I, I, I normally don't like these young, uh, overconfident un, uh, queens. I, I don't. I don't know. Like, it's just. It's usually something that really, really, really turns me off. But maybe it was the jersey of it all. But I just. I really like Lux, and I. I was really riding this. Like, maybe she's earned it. Maybe she hasn't. And then when that lip sync came, I was like, okay, yeah, she got it. Um, I. I enjoyed the ride with Lux Mar London. I. I don't necessarily think she had the best like congenial attitude, but. Um, she did have a great talking head situation. And oh. I found myself constantly wanting to root for her. It's not that I didn't want to, and there were constant glimmers of, like, <laughs> this person that I could really love and relate to uh, when she showed kindness and poise. Uh, the video of the... Right, I'm going to cut it. The I'm real for it. real. Okay. And then, uh, Jonah, you got one second? Um somebody who's so young has a great has really one a really great package um i didn't i don't know if lux is always going to be for me but i think there is something to say for somebody who is so young and what lux represents for so many different people how much of a don't give a f attitude she has is pretty astounding all right and who's next uh mistress who else drag delusions go um Honestly, Mistress, I think you look at a lot of past seasons of, of Drag Race, most recently, Mistress brought something that I think a lot of people wanted back of somebody who was shady, pushed buttons, but genuinely had plenty of moments of showing kindness, showing poise, and was there to make good television and good TV. I'm going to debate you on the word plenty. <laughs> but yeah. had moments... Jonah, I do, I, I do agree. Like, I think you really have captured all of the things that account for her season. Whether you agree with them or not, uh, from a personal perspective, that is what the world as a whole saw and why she did as well with the audience as she did. Yeah, she's. She, we got to see both sides of her. We got to see. We got to see the incredibly talented drag queen. We got to see the incredibly shady drag queen. She's one that other drag queens will be saying how much they love her for years to come. And that's always Absolutely. a big thing I notice and pay attention to. Although that, that, that snatch game is very confusing. Yeah, that was rough. Um, on rewatch, it actually, and maybe it's just in comparison to how everyone else did, but I yeah. was like, she's actually not doing that bad. <laughs> but I think it's just the other competitors too. Um, but she but really went for it. The Nico, your silence is deafening. It was the interpretation. I'm just giving everyone else a chance to talk. <laughs> oh. All right. Next performer. And go. I mean, mm. I mean, Mama, look at the material. Mm. The literal from the first episode, the breakout star. Mm. Uh, I don't think. I, I, I don't think there has been somebody so beloved the, from the first episode mm -hmm. as much as Anitra and for her one of the best performers losing it for sure i really one of the best performers uh a multitude of talents my hot take is she should have won the acting challenge the Dakota wins part two that's my personal hot take yeah um seems like i, I somebody i absolutely want to go see live I, that's literally i can't i can't say too much more because i just go too long I mean what a what a multi-talent what a what a what a many what a many pronged threat um just from the from that very first performance, walking that duck, breaking those boards, just just stunning. Like what a great ah, 
And another one that seems like such a kind person too, and so yeah. humble and grateful for this opportunity. I'm just gonna keep going because mm. mm. I couldn't possibly say all the wonderful things I have to say. Love the her. scar motif too. Also, My goodness. The, the surprise funniest confessionals in the entire world. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> She's one right. of those queens that doesn't need drag race. I mean, she's just going to do amazing things either way. And we're time. All right. And our last queen lady. And go. Mother. The Mother. blueprint. Finish loading. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's kind of like Anitra. There's so much you really can't say. It's just she is everything you know she's inspirational and amazing and uh this has made sense from the very beginning uh she is somebody that a lot of people have wanted on the show for a very long time mm -hmm. and for somebody who had a lot of weight of expectation wow did she deliver in a way that makes me invigorated for the entertainment field in a way that i haven't been in a while yeah i don't think we've seen a queen just like Effortless, effortlessly float right to the top so quickly as like I don't know. Don't Bianca don't spoil anything. <laughs> Where are we with the It's reviews, gonna happen, people? but did I did I accidentally did I don't did I, have we watched season? <laughs> don't worry. Okay. Well, anyway, since another queen who I really like and have seen several times in their own personal show, um, it was really really just wonderful just to get. You know, get her character, uh, get her, get her insight, get into her head a little bit, and to see her performance, see what kind of multifaceted entertainer she is. She's incredible. She's the best of the best. All right, and that is time. That was all of the ladies in ninety seconds ish. <laughs> all right, now I think TK, you're in charge of the next bit. It's all me, huh? All right, guys, we have a very unique bracket coming up. Uh, so typically, you know, when we do a bracketeering segment, we say, uh, you know, we, we put together our list of uh, eight or 16 or however, or 32, however it's going to be. And then we say, who would win in a fight? Or, you know, what show would you rather see? For this particular bracket, uh, and also we curate the selection because we don't want it to be like, just all randoms a lot of pairings kind of don't make sense it is very much the opposite for the drag race bracket that we are about to do we did a totally random pairing and on top of that for each pairing they're going to get a specific question that applies just to that pairing and as we go down and eliminate when we get to the next pair uh, you know when we get to the when we go from eight to four uh we will have different questions for the next two and uh this is just kind of to have some fun and talk a little bit about these amazing girls so give me one moment just to get my screen going and right off the bat our first pairing robin well, and actually Anitra. i was gonna i was gonna say before we do this uh yeah. i realized i jumped us out of order and uh we actually didn't say the finale winner uh among other things so um <laughs> I realized I got a little too excited. So I'm just going to uh, actually first say, let's cue a quick commercial. Sure. And uh, come back from there. 
But I also, in that minute, want to say, don't forget that if you like what you're seeing, you can always like and subscribe to more content here on the X is for Show Network, where you can check out comics every week. You can check out media responses like our amazing Super Mario Brothers, this crazy piece, and more wonderful uh, shows coming. So don't forget to check those out. And uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. Okay, we're back, and this time I'm not going to skip stuff. Finale, finales, finales. Um, so, how did everybody <laughs> feel about the finale? Uh, right winner. Uh, every song was good, but Lotus. Um, and I, I have a lot of things to say. Um, and I'm, I'm Lotus saying- wasn't even bad. It was just not like anything Lotus. really compared to the other two. I love the message of it a lot. Yeah, was, I guess. Um, it, it was no, fantastic no, 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 no. for a standard set of Drag Race finale songs where everybody is lip syncing to something that they did not perform. If there was that, a troll but, doll of Ava Max called Ava Min, that would have been her song. But here's part of the thing. As we were watching the finale, we were all like, why is everyone performing original? This is crazy. And then we realized, oh, it's so Lucy LaDuca doesn't have the biggest song of the season. And then and, Mistress Flatout says it in the finale. Let loose. I'm coming for you. And so... Because they were then supposed to be so much more show-stopping, I think that's part of where I felt a little bit let down by Anitra's, where no. it didn't really have the same impact as the other three. I just don't get why it wasn't even spoken word for her. You know, she can rap. I don't A get... rap, yes, a rap. Um, and that she had so many references that she had the biggest thing, which was walking that duck. I, I just, I don't get it. And... You know, I, that's a bit of a bummer. But otherwise, stellar finale. I think sometimes the only, like, slight... It can be tough in seasons where you're like, well, that's the winner in episode <laughs> one. Um, and there just never was really any doubt. Uh, I thought for a while she might get the kind of Alyssa Edwards. She leaves at top five to go do her own thing because she's kind of bigger than the show but they really leaned into like sasha is the winner that needs to win that must win it is her destiny she is the messiah and i love that but just like by the time you get to the finale you're like yeah we all knew that 10 episodes ago and i think it was kind of highlighted in their songs like uh anitra's was sort of like look how beautiful i've become but the whole (laughs) fandom was like we've always thought you were beautiful and it's so beautiful that you feel beautiful now and i'm not knocking the message of the song But it lasts. This is for you, Anitra. Yeah, it was for her, not for the audience. <laughs> yeah. And then that was the right. moment Anitra needed. And I'm so happy we got to be here for that moment for her. Um, Lux's song was about how Lux lacked substance and made a lot of references. <laughs> well, she's so young. I was young too. And when I was young and I made decisions like committing things to video, I was then faced with, well, that's on YouTube for the rest of your life. And when you choose to be on a reality show that you have studied for years, uh, and if she hasn't studied it for years, then she's a very quick learner with the number of references she made because yeah. I've only no, seen like five seasons and I'm like, girl, that's a lot of references. That's so many references. I wanted to send her an MLA handbook to get them organized. God. Well, I think you really highlight the problem though. Like she is young and she is putting things on the internet and on tv and she doesn't necessarily realize how she comes across 
even when you've been watching the show, she's still young. She doesn't know all the ins and outs of reality TV or didn't going into this. There's still so much that you can't know until you're there in front of the camera with producers screaming at you. I mean, she's yeah. Like, but then I, why I, don't we give that? Like, but then why don't we give that same pass to like an older person? Because if you can't know till you're there, then you can't know till you're there because the experience is unique. But the issue is, she went to a performing arts school. She was bred for this. I just think I think decades of life, practical life experience, adds something else to a person, such that you're a little more prepared to deal with the scrutiny of an of an audience that you can't see and have no idea how to process. Well, if I can meet you both in the middle, I think uh, she's not really gonna. The thing she's gonna regret most that she didn't win. Uh, I don't think she's really going to, I think a lot of things that we all look at and are like, Oh girl, why'd you do that? She's not going to think about again or care about. Uh, and I think, and, and maybe she ought to, I won't say that one way or the other, but like she is now on her journey. I think the critiques are reasonable. I don't think she particularly cares about them. And the question is, will she ever reach a point where she looks back and goes, Oh God, I wish I'd been paying more attention or will she just kind of continue until the confidence meets the sort of product of the confidence. Um, for me, I, to, to bring, I think, a decent analogy, it's one thing to study really hard for a test. It's another thing to actually sit down for the test. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Th those are two different things. Mm -hmm. And I I love that Lux is referential. I love that the show means everything to her. She's, you know, we're seeing more and more of these uh, drag queens that grew up with Drag Race, that yep. watched it from you know, a very young age and they were like, that's what I want to do. And Lux is kind of like the success story of like how much talent you can be at so young. One yeah. of the best uh, seamstresses and designers, one of, you know, a incredible looks, great dancing, great entertainment. Um, and I, I do think I there is something I can respect about somebody who literally just exudes confidence. Um, but I think there's definitely a way to pair it back and, and a way that it reaches everybody and everybody can say that they love Lux. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's somebody that I will definitely keep my eye on of like, let's let's see what you can do. Well, and here's the only thing I, I want to see what she can do. But I refuse to be called stupid. And she called me stupid repeatedly because you can't not know what you're doing and do so many intentionally mean things and say, I had no idea you were going to think it was mean after you told me doing that six times was mean. So you either know what you're doing or you don't. And then if you don't know what you're doing, then you didn't study the show and you don't know how things are perceived because listing the confident, positive things about three people and then saying why one person is just generic is intentional. And to say, I don't know what I was thinking. It definitely wasn't an intentional mean thing. No, that's actually playing the game that she said she never does. So it just does start to be, you either are smart or you're not, and I can't let you be both. You can't be so young, but brilliant for it, and too dumb to know that you're cruel. I don't know, I feel like that's what youth is. As a teacher of 16 year olds, they say to me, that's messed up. Like legitimately, I have too many, I have too much experience with 16 year olds that say and to me, like, like Lux's behavior is bullying and it's banned in schools.
it maybe even is to a degree what youth is, but that's not an excuse for the behavior. It's more like you need to learn and grow up. We don't say in the opposite direction that people who are old are stuck in old mentalities because that's how they grew up and it's hard to change. Like we can make excuses for anyone of any age demo as to why they might be this, that, or the other thing, but that doesn't make the behavior okay. This is a into drag race and has watched 14 seasons of it. So she knows what the behavior is. So she knows what people do tolerate and what they don't. So it's it's all this huge tapestry of are you a huge fan who knows everything about drag race so you know how to perform? Or are you young and stupid and don't know what you're doing? I mean, I I don't think of it as an excuse so much as that this is how I understand her behavior and why she behaved the way that she did because she is incredibly smart she does not have a good filter when it comes to interpersonal relationships and she is somewhat narcissistic in the way she conducts herself that also is not like unusual for someone of that age and at that point in personal development and you know someone who is who is like put themselves on the the like who, who's put themselves on the track to be a spectacle in life and is trying to get that attention on themselves I'm not saying that it's 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 good behavior. I'm saying like it's understandable. Like I get it from given the context that we're being given for this person's life and how they read themselves as well. But again, right. I return to the point of like uh, I, I I kind of agree with everything everybody's saying. And what I'm curious about is is this going to affect her career? Um, and whether or not I think it should and kind of, you know, whether or not I think there deserves to be some comeuppance. I don't even care about that so much because not everybody gets what they deserve. I'm really oh. curious, is getting better going to pay dividends or is not getting better going to result in a situation where, you know, she just gets to kind of push through it because fame gives you the opportunity to do so. It'll right. be interesting what to see. Right, direction she I mean, goes. Exactly. You know, Roxy Andrews was still popular after her season, but she was still a villain in her season. But then when she went on to All Stars, she got a she 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 bought herself back, and she showed her she showed a, a softer, kinder side that an audience really learned to love. I suspect that if Lux gets onto a season of All Stars and shows a bit of maturity, growth, maybe a little softer side, maybe a capacity to support her sisters in a gentler and more empathetic way. And, you know, this might be this conversation might be, oh, gosh, remember when she was just so difficult well, and so when she was a baby. And that's yeah. all I said I wanted. I just said that her behavior up through now is the behavior of a bully and the behavior of a person who misrepresents truth in a gaslighting manner, saying that she had no idea what she was doing. I want that growth. But what I saw is an immature child. And I'm not here to root for an immature child on television. Her performances were amazing, but her behavior was subpar conduct. Yeah, and I'll root for you when you do do the growing up, but I am not here to root for people who behave badly even when they are good artists. I think we are having a lot of trouble with that lately where people are like, but their art is so good. And I'm like, well, there's lots of really good artists, though. I would rather a really nice person who is very talented have the space that that person is filling up if they can't be nice to other people. I don't think it's worth the bad behavior, personally. Meanwhile, I've I'm sorry, I completely softened on Mistress. They made a turn on her edit at a certain point, I feel, Whereas, too. I feel like they took all of the malice, and that's part of it. Like, And that I, I really want to say. This is all about the edit, actually. No. This is that Blame they chose the to cut everybody else's meme language, 
and leaving all of Lux's mean language. And this is that they chose to stop cutting in Mistress's mean language and keep cutting in Lux's mean language. So this really is a result of what they chose to show us. Lux could be the kindest person on the set. We don't know. Right. And so anything I'm saying is based on the character that they have provided of the person that exists. Um, and the character of Mistress was softened extensively at the midpoint. Because I do think that they wanted her to be a legit contender. And I I will say, regardless of whatever, I think she was a contender. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I, I think she brought a package that... Um, you know, she talks about in the first episode that she talks about she comes up and she grew up with old school drag that very, very standard that, you know, it's the big hair, the big makeup, the big outfit. Everything is big. Everything exaggerated. Um, you know how to dish it. You know how to take it. You know when to be kind. You know when to show that compassion. And she talked about it being a dying art form because I think a lot of because drag is becoming accessible in ways of anybody could do drag you could be a bedroom queen you could be a social media queen you don't not everybody has to go through the club system and fight their way up for the respect for the previous generation of drag queens that were there and learn through that way um and i think her showcasing that and somebody who's so young i think really showcase like showcases that like that art form shouldn't be dying. There's there's room for it. It should still be revered. It should still be respected. Um, and as I said in the 90 seconds, she brought something again of she knew exactly what she was doing to make a great TV show, what to do to get great airtime, great confessionals, just knew exactly what to do to be a star. And it's something that I can at least re I can respect of you knew what you were doing. And that's pretty great. If not respect, understand for sure. Like yeah. you can see that that is what the competition is. Yeah. And, and oh, so oh, I was just saying, it's just, it's just like beyond just the 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 traditional like pageant stuff that she was bringing to it. You know, I loved seeing her flex her versatility. That beach ball club kit look was incredible. That was Shocking. one of my favorite looks of the season. Mm -hmm. Oh, and um, I off the cuff a very funny person them mm -hmm. showing that highlight real clip of her just going through all of these lines throwing out what will stick and cracking rue up shows that like she is very quick-witted she's very smart mm -hmm. a very smart queen her and performances constantly terrified me though because she was a headbanger and i was always worried the wig was gonna go flying she pinned that in those and those wigs true. were pinned in I want to, I used to be 300 pounds and I got fit because I have a heart defect and uh, weight is a concern for my health. Um, and uh, as I commented on at the beginning of the episode, oh my God, every guy I dated in college looks exactly like Mistress. Oh my God. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but. Mistress made some comments about she can do any move that any of the smaller girls can do just as well. And I want to say, I, I don't think it's just as well. I think it's a different kind of beautiful. And I think it's a celebration of a different kind of movement because even when a, a bigger girl like imitates the movement style of a smaller girl, she still does it with a big, beautiful flair. And it's still a different kind of movement. And something that I could not get from the other girls was this beautiful big girl movement, this 
sense of the dance filling space as well as the stage. And that was just something that I think Mistress celebrated in every move in her finale number. You know, Drag Delusion structurally is exactly the same song as Goddess. Uh, like <laughs> A-A-B-A, uh, the three count, the six count, the A -A alternating. Count. Yeah, the alternating. Ta, 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 ta. It's They are actually really parallel songs. Um, and I think that hurt Mistress. But just what a beautiful, big girl moving beautifully. I think you're highlighting a thing that the show is kind of maybe failing on a little bit that they seem to be doing more not less which is weird which is that they're trying to be size blind and be like everybody can do the same thing and the fact is everybody can't do the same thing regardless That's of size ableist. bodies move differently in so many different yeah. ways nobody can move like evie oddly and so we can specify and not say everybody is on the same playing field but really say you know let's uh, let's have some concept of nuance and not expect to evaluate Anitra and Mistress on the same type of dancing, but rather on bringing the same type of artistry to whatever it is they're doing. And just so much of it is like, we're all the same in the end. And that just doesn't work when it comes to the physical movement of performance. Uh, and it's something that I'd like to see the show figure out how to tweak in production so that we're not left with this thing where it's like, well, you know, Mistress, can you cartwheel? And I think it's a specific point in a stance that, and a change that needs to pointedly be made. It makes me think of when Project Runway definitively was like, no, we are doing mixed sizes of models. Yeah. Uh, complete variance throughout the entire group of models every season going forward from now on. And they really have stuck to that. And it was a specific production change that they noted. And I think that uh, Drag Race also probably needs to make some changes uh, to be a lot more body inclusive definitively. Yeah. Uh, so guys, what do you think? You want to get into some bracketing? Oh, I just, um, obviously uh, that bitch is a genius. Yeah. That bitch is a goddess. Yeah. Uh, that bitch is pure greatness. Mm-hmm. And uh, that bitch is all gracious because she shares this incredible art with us and she believes it's her job to be uh, all forms of woman made in Mother Crone and she gives each one of them more deliciously than uh, I can even stand. She is officially my favorite thing to come out of Hawaii uh, over the Dole Whip. I am so grateful that she shares her <laughs> talent with the world. Uh, Kevo and Nico could attest to my face of just sitting there, slack-jawed. Oh, the sweetest thing I'll never forget. Watching her perform, um, and, you know, I, I think, I feel like that was my moment of everybody, the first time they see Sasha perform, I feel like it's mm -hmm. what everybody else, uh, like, they think that's what they, they do. Um, the, from the finale, uh, number to the final lip sync, uh, this was kind of Sasha... Uh, uh, unrestrained from the restraints of the specific space of where they film the main season. And... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I just, I thought you were going to say Sasha Baron Cohen and I was like, I need Sasha Colby as Borat. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, but I'm glad you went there. Very nice. Um, now you need it, yeah. But it, it was that 
that is somebody who was born to entertain and like just knew exactly how to deliver everything i i props to you mama because uh I, I, <laughs> I can't say anything else her signature hair move in her performance earlier in the season was her playing with her hair and then in the song where she calls in a good way and calls herself a goddess it's other people doing the manipulation as a form of worship getting in on what she's a part of she is such a utilitarian who tells such a complete story with her every piece her snakeskin becoming the bed oh no yeah no the snakeskin that becomes just part of the stage when she does goddess versus the coat that becomes the bed that she transforms out of she's such a utilitarian which again is actually kind of like a hawaiian thing like because i'm cuban and i know that like it's an island mentality you don't know when more is going to come from somewhere else so everything you do you do to make it every part of it and she is such a complete performer and she said i don't have the world's greatest voice so i'm going to do something that everyone can do but I'm still going to do it in a way that not everybody can do it. That G-O-D-D-E-S-S is like so, so good. So good. I, I can't love her enough. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's almost like problematic. Like, where do we go from here? We've just hit such a height of queen. And I just, all I can think about is I'm not worried about like, how is the next drag race I am. winner <laughs> i don't worry about that i still want to watch the competition i'm okay if the next one is not uh you know as impressive um there that has absolutely happened in other seasons um but i re- i really do think there were some big moments in this finale pointing to the legacy and some of the queens who are becoming that that hierarchical mother figure the goddess figure and really elevating to a level um that is going to mean that they are the leader and the tastemaker and i'm just i'm so curious to see where it all goes uh but i really do see sasha as like the north star in that constellation it's very nice well, i'm thinking too about you know what happens after rupaul you know that's, yeah I mean, that's the thing point. that i'm yeah and who is who will be the queen of queens um it's it's you know it's people like Sasha Colby, it's people like Jinx Monsoon. Um, you know when you think about passing the torch, you know when you think about who's gonna who's gonna represent drag for the next generation, and you know who's going to make sure it continues to iterate as this this uh, like limitless queer art form. Um, it is people like Sasha Colby, you know, and seeing her rise to the top and and already. Uh, you know, as an already established leader in the community, but now having this international platform with, you know, not just queer people, but like straight people who watch Drag Race, um, it's it's only going to expand her reach. It's only going to expand the reach of Drag Race. It's just, it's really exciting. It's really exciting to see such an important uh, member of the drag community who is trans, uh, you know, become elevated in this particular political moment that we're in like we need this year's queen this year's crown yes. queen to be a trans queen um and just as much as we needed like those peaks into the bars that we're doing viewing shows in states that are experiencing a lot of uh a lot of political oppression um and 
the fact that Sasha's nickname was The Body and she was so known for her sexuality, all of that was so important. I so am with you on all of that. And I had been feeling that all season, but that's never a guarantee of who's going to win. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's such a needed win right now for someone who so deserves it, has such the poise and grace to carry the title. And, you know, Jake, I just want to jump on something you said that I think is so right. You know, I would love it if someday World of Wonder uh, and Drag Race were successful enough to be able to afford Jinx Monsoon's weekly rate to have her host. (laughs) Girls, equity. I'm like, wow, this is her meteoric rise. Like, I mean, everybody just get in that wake because the Drag Race will be her charity project. Seriously? Yeah. Tax deductible. It's okay, guys. I'm donating my time. The last thing I I would love to say about season 15, I think overall, uh, an amazing season that was done a little bit dirty by stuff outside of their hands of network decisioning. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're waiting for the 90 minute cut of every episode. (laughs) The real real true villain of the season. Um, World (laughs) of Wonder, if you were listening, for every season that you have done this, I would pay so much money for to see everybody else's crowning. The the fil- the fil- uh because everybody who was yeah. ever a finalist does get crowned. They film all of that. I want to see every single one of them. I want to see every single one of them. Uh, well, I did send a link in in our group chat with Anitra's. So and Anitra let out a bellow that can only be described as the spirit of variance's death cry. Um. Okay, but now we have a game. Now we have a game. Now we because, got a game. Because uh, uh, big bro over here is uh the king of making stuff fun and. Hi. uh I'm the game master. Yeah. Well, and I, uh, so my dream has always been to just be Goodman Todd. And uh, I've just always wanted to be Merv Griffith, I guess, and uh, make game shows for a living. And uh, we are really turning this into a variety game show hour. I compose original music for every episode. (laughs) We play games. This is, uh, this is just basically a good amount of uh, me having fun time. We're living the dream. Yeah. Let's get to it with these queens. All right. So like I said, this is an atypical bracket. There's a different question for each pairing, and there will be for each pairing all the way to the end. I wrote the questions. <laughs> Nico did write the questions. They are nonsense. This whole thing is nonsense. Uh, of course, like the next two are not going to get the same question. So when we get to the later rounds, you're going to be like, but how did that? It does not matter. We are just having some fun. And these questions are not like, who is the best? Who wore it better? No. Uh, let me start and just get you all prepared. The first question for the pairing that we have of Robin Fierce and Anitra is who is more likely to run off and join the circus? Oh, I, I gotta say, easy. Anitra. Oh, of course. Yeah, 100%. 100%. You said it was Robin, Robin and Anitra. And Anitra. More likely to join the circus? <laughs> yeah, Anitra. <laughs> like not even not even a question there. You know, Good for the Robin only the so only dignified. reason I would challenge it, and I'm not gonna let these all take too long, but like Anitra, I sometimes feel like Anitra would be like, No, I'm really talented. I'm not gonna just like run off and join a circus. I have a show in Vegas where Robin would be like, I'm so bored in Connecticut. I would love <laughs> to be the belle of this circus. The best buy three ring circus starring Robin Fierce, Ringmastress Supreme. So it sounds know, a little bit like Connecticut's fault too though. Las Vegas is a giant circus, though. And Anitra ran away to it. Uh, no, she was born and raised there. Oh, well, that's... Okay. I yeah. still like your version, Jake. 
Well, anyway, she went way too. We clearly know who won, so right off the bat, we're giving it to Anitra. Okay. So next up, Lux and Miss Salina Estiris. 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 Very important question. I love your accent, for the record, Salina. This is one we've really got to answer because I, I hope to find this out for myself one day. Who would make a better wingman? Oh, Selena Estiris is going to get you laid so much harder than Hold Lux. on. You say that with such confidence. Because I, and can I tell you why? Because I don't think Lux goes to the bar to be a wingman. I think Lux goes to the bar to be a star. Like, Lux isn't there to be selfish. She's not taking whoever she wants home. But like... Well, I think Lux goes to the bar with like a mentality, but Selena's just there to have a good time with her girls. You know what I mean? But if if they're being if they're being asked to play wingman, though, okay. who is doing a better job? That's how I'm. Mm. That's how I'm approaching this question. And okay. I go with Lux on this one because, frankly, I think Lux has just uh, has a. If Lux could give me a bit of that speech of what's great about my drag, I think I'm going home with someone. I will say, Lux has the confidence to go up to anybody in the bar. Okay. Yeah. For Lux, you. To me, true. Lux has the confidence of like, fuck my friend. <laughs> yes. Like, why Thank aren't you. you fucking my friend right That's now? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Where I sort of worry Selena would be like, I saw him first. <laughs> you know, I feel like Selena would be like, I'm not taking home no boy from the bar. But <laughs> there's that element of it too. Uh, okay. You know what? You have convinced me, even if it hadn't been majority vote wins, which sure. it always is. So I'm happy to lose when I lose. Yeah, okay, Lux. Okay, yeah, Lux, better wingman. If the if the decision is going to the bar as a wingman, this alternate universe where Lux will do that. Um, okay, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Lux the wingman. Is anybody? Does anybody disagree with this? Is this resolution unanimous? All right, yeah. we're doing it. We got. Fair enough. Uh, All right, we got so best wingman Lux. It turns in the out mix you here. only win one thing on uh, Drag Race. Who was the first winner again? Anitra. Anitra. Nitro, of course. Oh my god, it's gonna be the same final four. Okay. Oh yes. We'll see. So so now we've got Sugar and Marsha. And the question here is who is more likely to be obsessed with true crime? I had so much fun writing these questions. It's okay. gonna be I think this is a Marsha one. This is Mar this I is Marsha I it's think a white woman watching thing. TikTok. I, I don't know if Sugar knows what true crime is. <laughs> Wait, are there fake crimes? Spice will pretend. Are they done by Spice pretend she likes true crime. I feel like Sugar is listening and like getting tips. <laughs> I could kill yeah. an old man for money. I, I think this is... Yeah, no, no, no. This is not who's more likely to end up on true crime. This is more, who's more likely to be interested in true crime, yeah, right? Yeah, no, I'm saying it's, it's so, sugar yeah. for that reason, because she's like, I, I'm I'm learning something. I don't know. Marsha's got don't the know how to crazy learn. eyes. Marsha yeah. does have the crazy eyes. Marsha uh, saw <laughs> Fatal Attractions and thought, that's aspirational. <laughs> that, is a, that is a plan. Can I also just say... Uh, that I've been watching 30 Rock with Kevo, and the yeah. fact that they made, I, and then I've also been watching that 70s show recently, and that both of those shows also make the exact same joke Marsha does as her entrance of the football to the nose. Yeah, it's a classic. Well, it's it's a reference to Brady Bunch, my darling. It's a, it's, no, I Marcia know, but the Brady. fact that it, that it just keeps oh, okay. coming up that yeah. very specific. Oh, you mean for you right now? I was like, 
Yes. That's pop culture. <laughs> this is the same as when, like, four different shows and sitcoms were using Oh Danny Boy for, like, different things. And yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah. So, friends, it sounds like we got a lot of votes for Marsha. Does anybody have a vote for Sugar on this one? No, it, it really feels like Marsha. All right. My well, vote is for Sugar, but I just wanted to confirm that I am. Wait, so what, though? Come on. Oh, it's that I really do think she just gives me the vibe of like she puts in her headphones, she listens to like truly grizzly mur. It's the I'm bored. Like I just see her being like, <laughs> I want to learn something. Time. I would say her line is, I'm so annoying. I'm so annoying. Yeah, that's right. I'm so annoying. Um, and I feel like she's dead. like, I could annoy someone to death. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I love your femme girl voice. It's really you're cute. very welcome. Um, all right. But I was outvoted, so we're giving that one to Marsha. Marsha, true crime expert. Marcia, Marcia, and last Marcia. in our first pairings, it's Sasha versus Amethyst. It doesn't matter the winner, Sasha, unless it's who's at the worst person. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Please. Oh God. Whose this name is, is more after? Whose name this, is more after a rock? This is guys. I this is this is bracketeering is the best game for this for this guys. The question is. Who is more likely to be the star of a Karen viral video? <laughs> no. Oh, no. Oh. And why I love this is because, of course, we want Marsha to continue in the bracket. We want Sasha to continue in the bracket. But, but, but that's, she- what's <laughs> here. that's not what's going to happen here. No, no it's not. Well, oh. Oh, poor Amethyst. So uh, let me pitch to you. Accidental. Yeah, like I'm pitching, like you know, it's a Karen video, but you're like, damn, that Karen slays. Or like this poor Karen. It's a reverse Karen. I think it's be, or it'd be one of those things where like someone accidentally crashes their car into the front of a tanning salon, and like you feel bad for this mess of a woman. (laughs) That's Amethyst. You said the star of a care of a Karen video. I did what say that. Uh, this is the person telling off the Karen. That's true. I just Ooh, yeah, that's then it, what, what it comes down to, friends. Regardless of the situation, I just don't see I, I Amethyst in a Karen video, I think it would be a boring thing. It would be one of those ones where you're like, Yeah, yeah but they're just annoying the shopping clerk. Like this isn't a good Karen video. <laughs> Sasha Colby would shut the Karen down and send yep. her home in her minivan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Have Amethyst. the Karen reduced to tears in the Victoria's Secret. Yes. Okay. Okay. TQ, you spun that real good. And it's not even that, like, we think Amethyst is a Karen. <laughs> it's no. that Amethyst literally portrays a Karen. She I, has big Gretchen Wieners energy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's I not mean, awful. I, I love her, uh, kind of, in her own way. I just don't see her. I could see her making many an interesting viral video, but not a Karen one, not either as the protagonist or as the Karen, Uh, like unless it were a a, a skit, I just don't see her being in a situation where I'm like, geez, really? Amethyst? (laughs) You promised this wasn't just so we could keep Sasha Colby. Uh, I can neither confirm or deny what just that. happened. It's also here. so that we can protect Amethyst from slander. Yeah. From, I, from the Karens of the world. Yeah. It's truly, it you know, it do be tough okay. on these streets. It do. So, Sasha, you just blew our minds in by that viral skin. Karen video. We're so happy yeah. to have you. We're happy to have you by the skin of your teeth. Anitra versus Lux. And the question is oh, God, I, Nico, these are some great questions. <laughs> 
Who would do the better impersonation of the other person? Okay. So I'm not because I love Anitra mm-hmm. more uh, than I love Lux. However, in the Meet the Queens video is a common question of do an impression of the other queens. Anitra is scarily accurate when it comes to doing impressions. Okay. As somebody who really loves doing impressions and doing impressions, I think I think doing impressions is a really nice way to tell to say to someone I love you. Yeah. Right? Like I don't get up in arms about Lux because I think she's untalented. I think she's one of the most fabulously talented competitors in the history of reality television in a way that is so goddamn unbelievable. I just don't want her to be John Mayer. I just don't want her to be literally considered the greatest guitarist of his generation by every guitarist. And is literally but is John so Mayer. many exactly. He's <laughs> yeah. done so many bad things in his career to people that the only job he could get for a while was being the lead singer in The Grateful Dead because it didn't have his goddamn name on it. Yeah. Despite being and so I really genuinely think that Lux is beyond. Uh, like I was the one last night watching. You can all agree. I was the one who was like, "It's giving fashion is one of the best goddamn songs I've ever yeah. heard." I love like, it. I love her so much. She just stresses me out. And Nico, I really, I, I respect and I love that. And the fact of the matter is, like, I, I know when you genuinely don't like somebody versus when you're like, oh, I want this person to do right and for the world to do right by this person. And the thing about Lux is she has so many fans that are like, no, I love that she's like this. I love that she is so overconfident and she does not give a fuck and she comes off kind of abrasive. And that's great. I love those fans of hers. That's an awesome, you know, to admire that in somebody I totally get. It's the fear that you will become unpalatable for the kind of audience you could have that would rocket you to stardom because you are not able to break out of that mentality. And like I said, maybe she's okay with it. What's that? She'd make an amazing Velma Kelly on Broadway. There's a long history of beautiful, long-legged black Velma Kellys, and she would make a stunning Velma Kelly. But if nobody wants to work with her, she's never going to get the equity card because she's not Patti LuPone. So, you know, maybe maybe she continues to not change a thing and has the happiest life. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she continues not to change a thing and has the happiest life ever. God bless as long as she's happy. But, you know, if if there is anything to change such that even more people can love her and see her work, I, I would wish that for her because I do think she's so talented. And I say all of that because I have to agree. I have also seen the video that uh, Jonah is referring to. And so that's, Anitra is fabulously talented at impressions. That's two. What do we got from uh, Kevo or Jake? Jake, do you want to go first? Well, I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Sophie. Yes. Here's the thing. <laughs> Please. TK, did you go yet or no? No, I haven't gone yet. The f- next person to go will be the will be the decider is the thing. No, because we only have two for Anitra right now. We don't have anybody for Lux. Right. So so that'll that'll, so, that'll oh, I see break it or saying. not. Yes. Okay, so I'm I am going to prolong this because Lux is the reference queen to me, I feel like might have some stuff really stashed. Uh, I do agree that um, I have, I've seen some of Anitra's impressions and they are very good. I think a Lux impression is hard to do and Anitra, impre- and Anitra impression is a mm. little bit easier. Mm, uh, shoot. 
And, you know, like I said, Lux just, she has tucked some stuff away when it comes to Drag Race. And I like to think that would apply to her own season, too. So right now, I'm thinking Team Lux. Some people are good at impersonations. Yeah. And some people... Mm, she this, went to an art I, school? I, well, no, 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 don't, 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 don't. Don't think that this is a Lux supportee moment okay. because it's not. Okay. Because I think Lux's personality and ego might still be too big for her to be able to take another person on that way. I get that. And I, even if Anitra is, you know, an easy impression, I'm not sure that I believe that Lux can get out of her own way for it. So, Jake, what's your vote? I think my vote is Anitra. Okay. We're going to move this along a little faster because yeah. I just saw the time and it's yeah. a, it's broadcast end. Yeah. So uh, let's hit this. Let's do this. All right. All right. Ninjas. All right. All right. All right. So we're giving this one to Anitra. Oops, sorry, You're proud one. of the logic I applied to that situation. Also, it's beautiful. Logic. Uh, Anitra, does, Anitra has a voice she does that's really <laughs> yeah. high pitched and it's the funniest thing in the entire world. And I just have to throw that out uh, oh gosh, Nico, you're just the best. I really, my hat's off to you for these questions. Um, guys, who would win in a hot dog eating contest? <laughs> uh -oh. Sasha. Sasha, yeah. Are you kidding right, me? Marsha would be like, that's how Marsha eats hot dogs. White, white people be eating their lobster. Like, <laughs> they spent a lot of mayo on it to steal a joke from Lucy. Uh oh, Nico. Like, is is thank there you. any question here? Thank you so much for this. Uh, I just love this game. Just the visual of Marsha trying to eat a hot dog. And we have brought ourselves to. To the finale. <laughs> so what have we got? You both stay. What's the question? Who is more likely to take gaming way too seriously? Oh, Anitra. Anitra. I think it's, I think it's Sasha. Ooh. Oh I no! Like I think we have to put the controller down. But I think it's Anitra. I think Anitra would get like no. I. You've got to stop just using Kirby yeah. all the time. Yeah, I okay. think Anitra gets steamed. Slight counterpoint, Anitra is from Vegas. So Anitra's probably used to being like walking away from a game that's not working yes. at the tables. Ooh. I feel like Sasha, but <laughs> I, I, oh, I, I hope Sasha plays video games. I don't know, I think a lot of performers don't gamble, though. I mean, if you work the I... casinos, do you, do you, you know, don't you know not to go to the casinos? I mean, whether she does or doesn't, I feel like she has shown us such a non-serious side. I just don't see her taking gaming too seriously. Same. But Sasha, I see being like, I expected better from you. Mm. Oh, I thought you were saying about Sasha. Uh, no, I, I still, I really stand by my Anitra vote. So yeah, how many I, Anitras I, do we have? Raise your hand. How I many think, Sashas do we have? Raise your hand. I think that's... No, it's my Breaking ties. What do we got, Kevo? I mean, okay, here, here's what Kevo. Think about Metal Gate. Sasha was in Metal Gate, and she was not pleased about that situation. Anitra was not, but she was cackling and just ha yeah, she. I, yeah, it's one thing to stand on the fringes of someone else's game and laugh at it. It's another it thing, thing to be playing Mortal Kombat and get beat twenty-five times in a row. And how are you feeling after that? I think no, she's but I, I think I'm gonna go with Sasha because I really appreciated the Metal Gate 
uh, reference because I think a situation like that speaks more to what the question is looking for in terms of how is that person going to be under pressure, not by their own volition. And I think Anitra then therefore showed a side where she was a lot more relaxed and Sasha was a lot more focused. I am taking uh, this game way too seriously. Also, uh, Anitra doesn't really like confrontation. Yeah. Um, Anitra talked about that if a queen came for her in the workroom, she'd go, okay, you're good. Are we done? And like swiveled in the chair to kind of just end <laughs> with it. All right. So uh, our little game has had us ask who would win hot dog eating competitions, uh, who would be in a Karen video. I love this game. So we're back for part two. We've got uh, eight new queens to discuss. Who is more likely to have a secret past as a metalhead? I'm Princess. Poppy, yeah. Oh. I'm on the wrong screen. A secret past, I would say Poppy because it works with the narrative of I'm a dainty princess, but I really yeah. like dark, hardcore yeah. metal. Yeah. I support this interpretation. This is a unanimous yeah. vote. I love those. Um, that's not true. I really like it when we all fight. But in this case, you go, Poppy. I also feel like, and I, I'm, I'm being silly. I totally am being silly. Yeah. But I feel like on some level, if you're like, hey, Jax, do you like metal? And he's like, what? Like, like, like you know, like metal? And he would be like, and people would be like, you know, like loud, thrashy music. He'd be like, I love Let's Get Loud. Yes. Yep. I love you, Jax. Love that. I love you, oh, Jax. And like, Jax. not you, Jax, but like the, the silliness of like the, the all athletic kind of throw it around character in the in the overalls because I literally now leave rooms by kicking my leg out like that because I think it's such a hot you don't, and you don't want to welcome that. No. There's only one answer to this next question. In a battle between Spice and Irene, who would make the better Game of Thrones throne getter? Irene. Irene. Spice. Spice. That's completely Irene incorrect. It's Spice, but whatever. Spice, you would get getter so or competitor so murdered oh spice competitor is irene yeah spice would be hilarious to see on the throne no listen brand's dick doesn't work i mean like irene would straight up murder that poor little girl like absolutely cut her head off Blood is going everywhere. Oh, We're that is not how the Game of Thrones works, Jacob. Uh, I'm, I'm you, sorry. Jacob. I saw the end of the first season. I believe that is how it works. You fuck your I've... way to the top, and Spice has got it. And I've never seen any episode, and I think it's Irene. <laughs> <laughs> it's 100% Irene. You put an axe right. in that girl's hand, she'll kill anyone. It's yeah, 4 to you 1. Think? You guys are all wrong. Uh, I said Irene a magnanimous host and not change the vote to what I know is right, but... So wait, what was it then? It's was it just me and you on Spice? It was just me oh, and you? Are you, you agree with me? Thank you. Oh, Spice, God, I'm yeah. so glad I'm not alone. Yes, you no, and me on Spice, I but... said Irene would be a better competitor for the right. throne, but, but yes, Spice would be better on together. the throne. Yeah. Yes, I love it. <clears throat> All right. Next up, between Malaysia and Lucy. I really want to see Malusi, but... Very curious about this question. <laughs> Who is more likely to be a secret genius? I don't think M- Lucy could keep the secret that she was a genius. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's probably Malaysia. <laughs> Malaysia would be a secret genius. I feel like Lucy would be like, I don't know if you've heard, right. but several months ago, it's never I been took a, secret. a test and I got into Lusa, which is like Mensa. 
but for loose people. Uh, I got accepted to every college. I have won three college applications. I even, and I just want to point out that one of those college applications, I filled out without a number two pencil. It was not a Ticonderoga. So the fact that they even accepted it really speaks volumes about my work. I say this is the biggest Lucy fan. Also, great drag name, Ticonderoga. Yes. Oh my God, yes. Oh my God. And then her drag daughter is Ticonderoga number two. She, uh, Lucy's vibe is very much, I aced the Scientology entrance exam. <laughs> they called me. I didn't call them. I asked if Tom Cruise wanted to jump on me, but he said that's weird even for him. Oh no. Lucy, we love you so much. So much. You really do. You're so good. I can't wait to see Lucy in person. Tell her in person, I, love her. I want to, I really want the Lucy Laduca meet and greet. The like, vibes are immaculate. Oh. I kind Wait, of what was do, the like, question really, again? Really butch it's magic. Secret genius. Who is more likely to be a secret genius? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, it, it can be Lucy. Lucy, you can do so many things, but keep a secret about your genius is not one. Yeah, of them. no. <laughs> your lips are loose. <laughs> so let's Laura get it. versus mistress. I can't wait to see how this turns out. <laughs> Who would make that the better Disney princess? Night. This is a tough one because I just I, I love the idea of that for both of them. Uh, yeah, because um, there's the history of Vanellope for either one of them, mm. and there's like Moana. It's, it depends. Like, is is Aura being her political aura, and is Mistress Isabel Brooks being um, toxic? congenial era? I think oh, you have yeah, whatever resources you want to imagine. In my head, she's a Texas oil baron princess. <laughs> Oh. Who do I think? Uh, I think? I think it's Aura for me. She just provides such a theatricality that that really feels like childlike wonder, where everything Mistress does feels very adult. And you I know what? Like... I'll even say in a to put it even a, in a less positive way, <laughs> less personality perhaps makes for a better Disney princess. You can and write Mistress's whatever you want. Personality on is perhaps a little bit more suited to a Tiana's best friend Lottie type role. Okay. Uh, because of how big it is. Uh, I'm not saying she couldn't possibly be a Disney princess, but I think yeah, in terms of who maps onto it better, probably Aura, yeah. Okay, so that's two for Aura. I got myself for Mistress. Jake and Jonah. Uh, here, I'll make this interesting. Jake, you could break the tie, because I think I, I'm voting for MIB. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I have two, because I just, I like the idea of a bigger Disney princess. Check, and a yeah. bigger Disney princess with a bit of a chip on her shoulder is also interesting to me. Yeah. I think that a lot of them are very nice, um, and that's very nice. But I like someone who's, I, I want to see the, I want to see the movie that she's in. And I want to see how they deal with her being a Disney princess with a chip on her shoulder. A mean Disney princess who goes, hee I mean, yeah. it's selling itself. Yeah. I'm yeah. just Disney. Yeah. I can see the doll now. Exactly. <laughs> and I can see the doll on the screen. Call mistress, but also call me. I, I think I have this. I can, I'll break this story for you. Okay. In the great battle between Irene and Princess Poppy, <laughs> uh, who would make the better Starfleet captain? Irene, Irene would make. She's already the alien queen. Yeah. Make an incredible Starfleet captain. Yeah. Starfleet would be lucky to have a sick ass former Borg bitch. Her like one problem, Irene. she very often violates the Prime Directive in disgusting ways. Oh my God, she loves violating. Who doesn't? It. 
She just violates it. Does over she violate it? Yeah, how, does she, how does she violate it? Mm, the pro. You will have to read by fan fiction. Yeah, Poppy is out. very much a um, ship's counselor type, I would say. Yeah, Poppy would be yeah. Yeah. Um, like an engineer. Because Poppy has talked about how she really wants to get into like TV production. She wants mm. to be behind the camera. Mm. So like let her that. be an engineer. Let her be a scientist. Secondary roles on the bridge, but mm -hmm. not captain, yeah. Third or fourth in command. She works at the bar. I would love She's her engineering. <laughs> Her engineering crew would be amazing. Like down yeah. working in the um with the dilithium, she would be incredible. Oh. Captain Dubois, we salute you. This fight, first of all, we couldn't have planned. No, no. Uh, a lip sync we should have got. Truly, Ooh, yeah, yeah. I'm really glad this wasn't the hot dog eating contest. It would have looked <laughs> really bad. Uh, no, thankfully, this is um. This is a good one. So this is phrased interestingly, Nico. So all of us will have to decide what we want to say about this. The question is, who would make the better Jedi or Sith? Or Sith. I need to be very so clear with you. Or yes. Spielberg in general. Yeah. But either direction. So this isn't I, this is like a moral a moral question. It's more like who, who, would just who do is more morally extreme? In in either direction. Right. Who is I, I just don't feel like Malaysia stands in uh this is what I do. She is not a Jedi, but she's also not evil. But like Mistress is straight up like, damn girl, I'm in my Ventress era. I'm she's in my kill the Jedi kids in the Jedi Academy era. But she, she could go either way though, I think. It's more than Which I think is why she wins. She, yeah. Mistress could either be a Sith Lord or mm -hmm. she could be the best Jedi yeah. we've seen. Yeah. I, I think it goes both ways and I think you it's know, her. Let's Mistress let's Lindy. let's let's. Uh, I I still think we need to reject the binary here. She can be a great Jedi or not a, a great a great Force user. I don't. Well, and I think Malaysia would make a very good late stage Jedi uh, knight, where like they were a lot more neutral and a lot more about peacekeepering and a lot less about like. And they each had like special fighting. specific powers. Like one could I, heal. Uh, Mal Malaysia's going to the Jedi school. Mistress yeah. is the teacher at that school. Yes. Um, yes. Is Mistress's yes. lightsaber pink? I think Mistress's lightsaber. Yeah, Mistress's lightsaber is misshapen. <gasps> I uh, think it's like, bitch. It goes all sorts of crazy ways, and she's not yeah. going to apologize for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mistress, okay. may the force be with you. <laughs> mistress, I'm so happy you. you got that question. I wrote and that now, for Sasha in this right? showdown between <laughs> Mistress and Irene. Oh God, great question. So happy for uh, okay. Who would make the better Disney villain? Oh, 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 oh no, no. Couldn't have predicted okay. it would go like this, people. Everything was randomized. This okay. is amazing. I, I will say my answer first for a multitude of reasons, of which I will reveal afterwards. Yeah, uh, but my vote goes to Irene. Yeah, uh, I think Irene Same. has the chops to be on the level of like a maleficent of somebody who yes. is like does like actual evil in a disney fun way <laughs> that I, I i think she'll enjoy and she she would be the villain that everybody loves that everybody will dress up as for halloween yeah yeah, yeah. but mistress brooks she's just gonna come in she's like i'm mother willow shit i'm this tree i'm just sleepy but irene's out there burning the trees yeah well and they the both do well 
the thing that I love about a good Disney villain is there's always something they just can't get over, and it's sort of like the the core, the 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 instigator of their Disney villainy. And Irene could not get over that wig; she couldn't get no. over it. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is the core. This is where it all starts. Is that this wig and this elimination? She's gonna go on and be spectacular in her villainy. Okay, the other selfish reason I really wanted to vote for Irene because if, if Irene won, that means we would have had the current first winner and and the first eliminated. Yep. Yes. Which that is, is our hilarious. that is our final battle. And guys, the question for this final bracket is: Who would win in a competitive baking competition? Jonah, I wrote that question for you, Speedy. For me. Ooh, he did it for me. Question. For oh, we know Irene can at least make ice water. <laughs> oh, no. So we have no, that. No, no. Guys, but we saw Sasha well, Colby do the cooking thing with Charo. She did, she did make a salad with Charo. That's right. So Irene botched a cooking demonstration, but Sasha Colby canonically aced it. I don't know that what happened with that was acing, but she did great interviewing Charo. Yeah. Listen, they talked about that. That's hard. <laughs> I got that was Colby. the real hard part of that challenge. I mean, Sasha's got some cakes. Irene has some padding. I would not want to see either one of them armed with fire. <laughs> 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 Who do I think would be the better winner? Win a, no, win a baking competition show. So something like nailed it. They can win nailed it. Yeah, yeah read 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 the you line off like... again. What is it? <clears throat> <clears throat> Who would win a competitive baking competition? It's Sasha Colby for me because I don't think she would lose. Yeah, she does not historically do that very much. Especially because we said she would be too competitive about video games. Yeah, have to assume she would be competitive about her baking show. She took it very seriously, and she would go on prepared and competent. And I think the same reason that we think Irene would make a good Disney villain is the same reason that she would falter on a baking competition. Very chaotic. Where it's so much more about the performance, and it's so much more about like petty (sighs) grudges, and uh, she would probably talk back to Chef Anne a lot. And Chef Anne would not like that. So, yeah. Okay. Baking requires precision uh, and requires you to, like, really know what you're doing. So I, I think it would be Sasha. I think that's our that's our votes. Precision, uh, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Yeah. That's yeah. Irene yeah. came so much closer this time. She really did. Yeah, she really did. Actually, and... I think it's uh, baking, uniqueness, nerve, and talent, and it's bunt. Yes. Bunt, in parentheses, cake. Yeah. <laughs> get them cakes yeah. girls well i mean i i feel like this is sort of the thing like sasha's just a gd winner guys g-o-d-d-e-s-s yes well that's the conclusion we have come to yeah what an unbelievable two hours with you guys i have had such an unbelievable time celebrating a show that's come to mean so much to me and uh i know all of us here congratulate all of the women all 16 incredible girls on a beautiful season and irene on being in one episode and getting like third most talking head and um she's like actually just behind david byrne on most talking heads and so uh i just want to give everybody a chance to say where you can find yourself and uh get on out of here let's start at the bottom and work our way up 
Oh, now it's shifted. So let's well, start yeah, with Jonah yeah. and work our way over. Jonah, where can everybody find you online? Uh, congratulations to all the six, uh, all 16 season 15 girls. Can't wait to see what you all do. You can follow me over on Twitter and Instagram at peak Jonah. Hey Jake, where can everybody find you? I'm on the internet, uh, right now actually, but also you can find me on Twitter at, uh, Omega Sentinel, like, oh, Mega Sentinel. Um, and just echoing what Jonah said, an amazing season. Um, really, really wonderful getting introduced to these, these Queens. I can't wait to see more of them. Guys, thank you so much for being with us, and we cannot wait to have you guys back. We love you guys so much, and we'll see you soon. You did it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and now, just to do a little bit of house cleaning, we do have a few more broadcasts coming up in the next couple of days. Yeah, we Tomorrow do. night at 6 p.m., we're going to be taking a look at the MCU phases 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, uh, doing a bit of quick refresh on everything MCU related uh, for our show HTML. We also have a comics broadcast Wednesday of this coming week, plus a Saturday broadcast looking at some streamers and a Sunday broadcast of the same covering jury duty on freebie starring James Marsden and uh, a lot of incredibly funny stuff. Can't wait to talk about that. We're going to be taking a look at Mighty Morphin Power Rangers once and always. We're going to be taking a look at the finales of Mandalorian and Picard. And on one more personal note, um, you know, we obviously just support our, our trans brothers and sisters a thousand percent uh, as members of the, the queer community. We love everybody in that umbrella because every letter matters and it's not just alphabet soup. The letters are significant. And any lawmaker describing any trans person as anything less than beautiful and amazing, um, bite me. So, but all said and done, we actually do have uh, kind of a, a personal attachment to Sasha Colby that's a, a little bit more than just she is incredible. In the course of our comic book Kid Riot, uh, as a, a guy who's, I guess, back in the comic writing game, having just won a GLAAD award uh, for an anthology I was a part of. Thank you so much to Matt, Joe, and Tyler just unbelievable uh, to get to say that we will, you know, we're nominated for so much and won so much, but what an incredible gift. Um, and specifically uh, pretty cool to have your uh, glad award nomination have uh, been announced by the now winner of drag race uh, season 15. I'm getting the link to uh, post that video in yes. the comments for anyone who wants to check out uh, Selena S titties. And uh, Sasha Colby announcing the uh, GLAAD Award nominees, including uh, yours truly, Nico. So definitely uh, be sure to check that out and be sure to check out Young Men in Love as well, because it is a pretty great anthology. And we are so proud to uh, feature an amazing uh, superhero who happens to be a trans woman in our original work, Kid Riot. And... Uh, it's hard not to immediately superimpose uh, all things Sasha Colby onto this character in our head and heart. Uh, well, her name was, Riotiva's name was always Sasha from the start. So for Sasha Colby to come out of nowhere and have so much of the same physicality as Riot Diva, who is, you know, not to play favorites, but maybe our favorite child from the Kid Riot universe. She's such a strength of force and good and, and, so many of the things that we have said we love about Sasha Colby. And so to uh, have 
those characters, like those women, be so similar uh, for us has been has really made this season even more special for us and made our original character more special to us as well. So we're so grateful for that. And now, uh, TK, do you have some house cleaning stuff as well? I think I see something up on your screen. Do you? Do I? Oh, no, that's nothing. That's that is not. No, like, he, no that's not for that's us. Not show stuff. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> it's very applicable to the show. I was just looking at a uh, in it. Uh, Adventures in poor taste. Um preview of red goblin number three alex pactadel's writing the hell out of that book right now that's probably something we will be discussing on wednesday but um as you know on wednesdays we talk comics now so join us for that really is all i have to say and i'm super excited for the slate we have coming up well until we come back uh kevo now you've got your mouth <laughs> no i'm smiling sorry that's awesome. I was just like, we got so much house cleaning. We got such a cool show. Uh, yeah. So until we come back with more amazing content, you can check us out tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Talking everything MCU. Until then, Kevo, where can everybody find you online? Uh, you can find me over on the socials at Kevo Really, K-E-V-O-R-E-A-L-L-Y. Hey, you find TK. me. Oh, yeah. That's what I want. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at xnatexgrayx. And you can find me on all of my socials at Nico Action. That's N-I-C-O-A-C-T-I-O-N. You can check this track out tomorrow on SoundCloud where I'm going to be throwing it up to celebrate the goddess herself. Sasha Colby, congratulations again. And congratulations to all of the women, you know, getting to be a part of this season of Drag Race really changed my life. Uh, I, I can't believe like how much I love these women uh, and how much I love a lot of the earlier queens, Bianca and Adore and Alaska and, uh, you know, it's just so great to feel like there's this art that's now open up to me. And um, thanks so much, drag community, for welcoming us. And uh, we yeah. can't wait to come back and do more. So until next time, keep those lights lit. Keep those doorways open. Remember that you, too, can find the drag inside you all along if you look deep enough. I mean, look really deep because this is not going to look pretty in a dress. Uh, <clears throat> and until then, we'll see you. <laughs>